Hey everyone and welcome to Room. We talk all things Star Wars, Marvel, DC, and beyond. This is episode number 245. We're discussing WandaVision, Mandalorian, Chapter 11, and a listener question about finding your nerd. I'm on your host, Tim. I'm Troy. I'm Carlos. And I'm Sanjay. You guys have been treated to a second week in a row with the entire Nerd Room crew at the table. Gentlemen, welcome. We've got an exciting episode this week for everyone, for all those listeners out there, and we are touching on all of those franchises that we hold near and dear to our hearts. Talking about WandaVision finally has a release date, a little bit further out than we were hoping, but nonetheless, it is confirmed to be landing on Disney+. And we're going to talk about, yes, that banger of an episode, Mandalorian Chapter of Eleven. Man, I tell you, mine's blown across the mm-hmm. Star Wars world can't wait to get into that and jump into that we're also going to touch on the release the brand new release of the snyder cut trailer and then guys we're going to cap this whole thing off with a question from our good friend grabs talking about finding our nerd finding our franchises and our passions it's a really great question guys so stick around we're gonna get to that towards the end of the episode but guys like we always do the top of these shows we got to kick it off with our Weeks and Nerd. It's been another exciting week on the hunt as the world locks down, gets a little kind of tighter on the hunt. But nonetheless, we find ways to keep grinding, staying in the trenches. I'm going to kick it over to Craven the Hunter <laughs> to kick this whole thing off before rounding the table with the boys. What's going on, Troy, man? How was your yeah. Week in Nerd? Yeah, man. No, the weekend nerd. Uh, it's been it's been good. It's been all right, man. Um, the books. Uh, I guess I'll start with the books. I'm stepping into volumes eight and volume seven for our Power Rangers, man. I'm back on my Power Rangers books. Ooh, um, nice. I'm I'm still late in like the series, um, but I'm now entering Shattered Grid. So everybody out there that's been diving into these books, I know Shattered Grid's actually pretty pretty highly acclaimed. So I can't wait to check it out, man. It's really done such a good job of. Um, basically taking liberties of the show and giving us like a fresh take but with the same like classic like rangers and the art is incredible the story's been fun and i i just love this universe that they're building here so uh i can't wait to dive into that um continue with the comics man oh x of swords i think it's from <laughs> chapters 13 14 15 16 i think is where we're at roughly um oh, yeah. if you're listening to this we'll have like three more chapters by then but man this is so good. This, I keep I keep talking about this book, but all I'm going to say for everybody out there that likes the scene of Age of Ultron when it's like that party scene, I think that's like a lot of people's favorite scene. Mm-hmm. We have like Thor cracking jokes and everybody. X of Swords does that times a million in like a couple of these issues, but it's with like mutants, which are just kind of cooler. And um, <laughs> <laughs> the stakes, man. It's they, true. They sh- <laughs> it's true. <laughs> They do a really cool thing in this book by showing you like what's at stake really, what's going on in this in this universe, this 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 event, like what can really go down, which is really cool because I've never quite seen something like that happen in a book before. We always kind of like assume the good guys are going to win, or if the good guys fail, then we know another unit of other heroes are going to come in and save the day. And um, this book shows—I can't remember what chapter it is—but this book shows like, look, like it doesn't matter who you call, if these guys don't win this tournament. It's a wrap for like the whole universe. And I'm just like, Jonathan Hickman, man, honestly, I think this is like probably when it's all said and done, I think it might be one of his like easiest reads because they remind you every three or four issues, like what's going on. And it's it's pretty quick, pretty easy. 
the art's fantastic, but man, I'm just I'm loving this book, man. It it might be one of my favorite Hickman books, to be honest. It's getting there. So well, um with with Hickman too, you're not yeah. stretching this out over like two years, which no. is nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That's true. That's true. No, so um I picked up those books. Uh for the figures, man. I picked up uh Hera for the Black series, like the the second release. Of here, which is something I said I'm going to stay away from. But. That's why I'm. That's why I'm laughing in the background. <laughs> you know, I'm sure there's a recording of Troy saying like, I'm "Not getting any of these." I think I said I was only going to get Ezra and dip out, and here I am now. Um, I dove into this line actually to get Ezra, and I can't get Ezra, but I've been, I've been getting every other thing, which is <laughs> so backwards. So um, I picked up them uh, today recently, stopping over at, uh, Phoenix comics. I got my hands on, uh, Falcon, the new Falcon comic Marvel legends. It's basically the build a figure for the Joe fix it. Mr. Fix it. Gray Hulk. Oh, okay, it's yeah, part yeah. of the game reverse. Yeah. But it's not from the game. And, um, he's cool, man. Once I had him in like a cool flight pose, I was like, you know what? Like I, I needed this figure in my, this my comic collection. Closer to his, his comic look, right? Yeah. Like his, his captain America team up kind of costumes like back yeah. in the early days when like Falcon the red and white red and white yeah and with, uh, with cap yeah so he's he's basically rocking that um i can't remember any other figures i think there's one other but i'm forgetting uh moving on to the blu-rays though sunny i might get your interest here i picked up um death in the family the nice. own adventure and um you know what man i'm gonna say that there's a lot of potential here and <laughs> i don't i don't feel like they they executed all that well. I don't want to get too much into it, but I feel like out of all the adventures you could have chose, there's one particular that's like, this is really cool. And it just ended. Like, that was it. It was just done. It is the shortest choose your adventure you could have picked. And everything else they elaborate on isn't that great. I uh, like Carlos mentioned to me too. It is a lot of like recycled footage of the original uh, Under the Red Hood kind of animated uh, DVD. But it's uh, it's kind of worth checking. It's fun. It's a cool experiment. I'd like to see DC go further with it, but um, just elaborate a little bit more in the yeah. future. At least uh, the price was right because it was cheap price. up here. It was yeah, like... I think I paid nineteen or eighteen bucks or something for Blu-ray yeah. with the sleeve. Oh, okay. oh <laughs> yeah, you gotta you gotta keep that sleeve, man. Yeah, you man. threw it out. It like breaks my heart every time you talk about that. <laughs> yeah, man, you gotta watch my... that sh- the shorts, man. The shorts on that are shorts. Money. Okay. Yeah, okay, I'll check that out. I'll I don't have that, that one. But are you sure, Troy? That isn't just your fault. I mean, it's kind of like going to like one of those restaurants where you make your own dish and then they cook it up for you. Yeah. Like you can't really blame the chef, right? Because you chose the ingredients. So like you chose your own adventure. So like I uh, think that's more on you than on the good people of DC. Well, I don't know. The chef didn't I give me enough, man. He gave me <laughs> one pancake that tasted awesome. But I was like, give me more pancakes, man. And it just, it just ended too early. Just ended too early. The chef is yeah, great, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but you know what, man? All all those all the, all those things I got down. I, I got to say, like you know, I I got this nickname going on, Craven the Hunter, which which is cool. But today, man, this week, I don't, I don't live up to that title because out of all these things I got, I really, really wanted the PlayStation 5. Me and Carlos, man, we've been talking about this system, <laughs> and I failed epically, man. I tried so hard to get my hands on this system um, that I, I just came up short, man. I came up short. So I don't always go on about the things that I don't get on the week, but I'll let you all know. I definitely did not get my hands on the PS5. I'm on a waiting list to get my, get my hands on Miles Morales, but um, yeah, man. It's a sad, sad day. I, it's tough because well, I, I hear a lot about people them not... And you're each getting one of them. Surprise! <laughs> <laughs> I've been hearing a lot about people not being able to get their hands on them. Yeah. And if you can't get your hands on it, 
There's a whole bunch of other people that yeah, aren't even yeah. coming close. It's, it's tough, man. It's tough. I'm on that waiting list. I, I heard rumors it might come out on the 27th in store. I don't know, but we'll see, man. We'll see. Interesting. Well, man, like you said, I I, I don't think you came up short this week. I think, <laughs> I think your expectations are maybe a little high well, <laughs> of, I, of yourself, but <laughs> you couldn't get your hands on the game console. No one can get their hands on. <laughs> but you're definitely out there grinding away. So yeah. I, I do not doubt that at all. So Sorry. I think you still live up to the name. <laughs> <I appreciate it. laughs> <laughs> all right let's let's swing it over to the goddamn batman you know how yeah, you doing man. man i'm doing well actually it was quite a week because of that craven the hunter in the corner there and what he uh brought to the doorstep last week so yeah this week it was all about the m&ms for me so mcfarlane and miles morales because last record troy just at the end of the episode or i think you mentioned it while we were recording you had picked up the Greg Capullo Batman metal figure with the merciless build a figure piece in it. And then you'd pick up the flash as well. Yeah. And I was like, ah, you know, I got these on pre-order and they're coming through Amazon. I just got to wait. Like Jeff, Jeff will hook me up. I got to wait. I got to wait. <laughs> and that lasted until 22 hours after we recorded. Cause it's just like, <laughs> Get your stuff. We're going to leave for music lessons early because we're going on the hunt. So <laughs> hit 1EB, and I see them right in front of me. I was like, I just wanted to look. I just wanted to look. I didn't want to touch. Come on. No. <laughs> I, I paid my money so that I could touch. And, uh, yeah, it <laughs> ended up snagging uh, the Batman who laughs with the Sky Tyrant wings. <laughs> Sonny, you sleeping uh, over there? You didn't catch that? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Oh, I miss that. <laughs> <laughs> for and, once, uh, like that, that joke flew over my head. It's too highbrow for me. I missed it. Yeah, and so then, <laughs> and so that was at the one EB, and I was like, you know what? We got just enough time, and we're gonna fly to another EB. And uh, lo and behold, they had the Robin figure, which is kind of the coveted one, and seems to be impossible to get. Yeah. Um, which is frustrating because there's like three variants that you could get. So I was planning on picking up more than one. I was like, I'm happy to just have one. And uh, so I grabbed him and they had the infected version of Superman who I was just buying for the Build-A-Figure pieces. Man, I cracked these things out of the package. I've taken pictures of at least the Superman and the mm -hmm. Batman who laughs and dumped them on the show's Instagram page. But man, these figures are next level. And like we were saying in the DM, like, Darth Goody was saying, like, and this guy knows figures. And he's yeah. saying that this, this is the best wave of figures he's ever seen. Our homeboy's going to have to change his name to the Bat Goody because <laughs> this big part of life is it's it's swallowing us all whole. Yeah, man. And, yeah, well, uh, yeah, Darth's even pitching Black Series to make room for McFarland's. Yeah, <laughs> man. Oh. And so, but then, like, I, I love my boy. And, like, right away, he's like, dude, I got you. I got those arms for you. I was like, I feel that. But. There's just something not balanced in the universe without me having the Batman figure from this yes. way. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, had to go out and do some more grinding, hit three EBs the day after and and landed one. And like, oh. I just what had tears in my eyes. Like, I was so happy to get. And so man, beautiful. you weren't joking. That figure mm. is unreal good. So I still have to crack him out and I'll take some pics and put him out. But You're wicked. It is such a good-looking fig, and that Build-A-Figure is immense. It's okay. insane. Yeah, and it's so cool. Like, it has so much articulation, and it's 
engineered really well and yeah. yeah it's cool so i'll put pictures of both those ones up on the on the show's instagram once i'm done but what a wave like these figures are insane and then uh yeah the other m in my m&ms was miles morales man oh. so i uh I I took the easy path to play in Miles and I got the PS4 version. And uh yeah, man, like it is awesome. Like it it's certainly a shorter experience than the mainline Spider-Man game, but uh I started it like it was cool. Like you pre-order it and your console auto downloads it over like over the period of time between when you buy it and when the game's release, but like kind of midnight for the Thursday release. So 10 o'clock our time, I was able to jump on and like get my web slinging on. Mm. And uh, it's great. Like they did a wonderful job making it like it is everything great about that original Spider-Man game, but uniquely Miles Morales. So, but I got to admit, like, so I started playing it on Wednesday, put a little bit of time in then, a little time in Thursday. But my kid, she's like dying to play this game, but she's busy and she's diligent. So like. Uh, Thursday night she has dance. Friday she's like, or like, or Wednesday night she has dance. Thursday night she's like, I got tons of homework, but I'm gonna do extra homework so that I don't have anything to do this weekend. Nice. And she starts hammering it. Friday was like elbows deep. Saturday, and then Sunday I get this like text message, which is weird. She's like, Hey, how far are you in the game? I was like, I don't know, like 42 percent or whatever it is. She's like, What about the story? I was like, I don't know, like. I just finished like this part. She's, then she comes flying downstairs. She's like, "Yep, I uh, finished the game. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I beat you." I was like, "This elementary school kid went through the whole game, and wow. she's just obsessed." It's like, wow. so, "Is there like a Marvel Legends like Miles figure from this game oh, that we can get?" And, wow. Like, they were like announced that they're doing pop figures from the game, and like she's all about it. Like randomly asking me about a soundtrack, so. They nailed it. Wow. They nailed it. That is, man. That is awesome, dude. (laughs) So, yeah. Love that, man. Love it. Wow. Yeah, it was hilarious. Like, Saturday or Sunday? There was one of the days, like, her friends wanted to get together and, like, do, like, the Zoom call gaming or whatever. And she's, like, low-key, like, no, I I, I told my family I would hang out with them. (laughs) Like, lies. PlayStation is family. Miles Morales, Spider-Man. And it would be fine if she could play with me, but she's like, well, you're behind, and I'm Throwing way ahead. Shade. Yeah, and she's like, and I'm like, well, you can't spoil it for me. Can't you just do side missions? And she's like, no, man. Like, I got to I gotta get Miles through his quest here. So she, like, left me behind. That oh, is she, like, amazing. watch you, and, like, you know, like, when you have little kids, you're like, oh, you're doing so good, Dad. Oh, don't worry, right. Dad. No, it's okay. Like, just patronizing you. <laughs> yeah, well, no, she gets super frustrated with me because I'll, like, I'll do, like, the challenge missions, like, the speed missions and whatnot. Oh, and, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. And, and she's just like, why are you doing these? Why are you wasting your time with these missions? Like, you got to get on this story mode and get through it. <laughs> ah. oh, You've done man. well, Carlos. You've yeah, done well. man. That's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> what a what a week i love it too and the, the thing is you know i couldn't help but notice that 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 padawan braid's got to come off troy man you you are the master here but you've got carlos now dipping into three to five eb games in two days <laughs> chasing mcfarland's man you got to go for that mullet now yeah yeah <laughs> man it was stupid too because i had them on pre-order 
and like just as I'd find them, I'd just cancel like one figure off the pre-order yeah. as we went down. So I, I feel yeah. like Amazon deserved that for the mess and you know the drama they've pulled us through over the last couple like six months with figures. Totally, man. I didn't want this to be like another best car Mando. So now no. on my pre-order, the only one that's sitting there is like just the Robin. So nice. If it comes and it's the one I have, you're welcome to it. And if it's one of the variant heads, then that's cool too. So, but awesome, awesome. yeah, man. What a week, man. Well, Sonny, man, you got you got some a couple of tough acts to follow here. I don't know how we're gonna pull this Whew. pull this off to to wrap up this week in nerd, man. But what you get up to this week? Well, like I said to my wife the first time we made love, prepare to be disappointed because it's going to be short. (laughs) (laughs) Only you, man. Only you. (laughs) Amazing. Oh, man. Um, Yeah, man. Like, following those two up, it's it's a tough act. I think I should always go first because, like, we set the audience up. You know, you got a little crescendo and, like, it's like you go up, you go up, and then it's just like, whoo, with my weeks in there, they're just not living up to the hype. You know, it's it's getting people amped up, and then they listen to me, and they go, "Oh, that's not a week in nerd. That's like, like a week in like Sanjay doing like menial tasks. Like, <laughs> like I went to the grocery store the other day. Like that was kind of exciting. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so like for me, you know, Black Friday is coming up here in Canada as well as in the U.S. And um, stores are starting to put out some stuff. And now that the calendar has turned over to November. I can turn my attention to another holiday known as Christmas. So um, I saw Carlos had the stockings up. Very nice, very nice. Um, but I started, you know, watching some Christmas movies already. And I was like, I'm always like looking for a new classic. Like every year, you know, we watch How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Or every year we watch other Christmas movies. And um, I was like, well, let's see like if there's any like new stuff that's been coming out. And um, so I watched this movie that came out last year by uh, one director, uh, Paul Feig. And uh, you may know him as the director of Bridesmaids, as the Ghostbusters reboot. Yeah. Uh, everyone's favorite on the internet. Everyone's favorite movie is that. Um, and so he does this movie, Last Christmas, uh, starring Emily Clark or Emil Clark. I don't know. Uh, Emilia Clark. Emilia, Emilia yeah. Clark, yeah, uh, from Game of Thrones fame. And. Um, and Terminator Genesis. Also, she's in that. Yeah. <laughs> she's in Solo? Oh, yeah. So, you know, she's kind of, like, nerding it up hard. Like, she's, like, crushing it. So, watch this movie. Love, actually. Or not Love, actually. Uh, Last Christmas. And, um, man, it was great. Like, it was such a terrific, like, romantic comedy uh, Christmas movie. So, I highly recommend that if you're in the Christmas spirit or you want to get in the holiday spirit. Check that one out. You know, it's it's a tearjerker, not going to lie, but it's funny. It's good. Um, so that was my, like, movies. And on the other end of the spectrum, so I picked up a while ago the Shout Factory box set of Friday the 13th, which includes one through Jason X, includes Freddy vs. Jason, and includes Friday the 13th reboot. And I'm slowly making my way through those films. And so I just watched Friday the 13th Part 5. And, man, this film was such a disappointment <laughs> like watching the first four they all go together they're all super good super engaging um you know interesting kill scenes interesting characters interesting setups and this one here it's like they just like phoned it in like the characters are just so outlandish and they're so cartoonish and 
so far it's definitely by a mile my least favorite of the franchise like you know i i think this is the film where people turned and they started cheering for jason as opposed for the campers to make it out alive (laughs) because i was just like get these characters off the screen like my goodness and like it was just ridiculous just ridiculous um Definitely, I, feel, definitely. I feel like fifth installments when those are being made are are just <laughs> at this point it's like a meat factory it's just like okay get it at the door like, <laughs> oh yeah yeah i i can't remember who directed this but the guy who directed it was in like the adult film industry and so he directed this one so um it's very artistic it's like a european film um <laughs> Just lots of people doing it and getting killed by Jason. That's pretty much the whole film is. Um, that one could see, be my favorite in the whole franchise then, based on that description. <laughs> I'm not really a horror guy, but that sounds like one I could enjoy. <laughs> Watch the first that. four. Watch the first four. Um, you know, it's been a while since I've seen the others, but definitely from the first five, this is my least favorite. Maybe when Jason goes to Manhattan, that one will be my least favorite. Yeah. But Doesn't uh, he go so to far. space at one point? Jason X, yeah, it's yeah. a future one. Yeah, yeah, man, that one's actually not that bad. It's pretty yeah. good. Same trajectory the Fast and the Furious franchise is following. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, in terms of anything else in my week in Nerd, um, that's it, man. That's it. That's well, it. I, that's all. As I told you, prepare to be disappointed. No, it's not even that, man. I appreciate your movie updates here because uh, we're big fans of the, the Christmas movies, and we're always debating, like, when is it time to start with right Christmas? Right now. You know, it's, and usually it's kind of like, let's get through Remembrance Day, and we can start bringing out, like, the winter decorations and the Christmas stuff. So, yeah, but it's there's a lot of Christmas movies that are dropping here at the end of the month. My wife's a big fan of the Hallmark ones, too, so that definitely oh. gets some play in the house. And I, I did see the preview <laughs> for that one that you're talking about, so yeah, it's going to find cool. its way into the TV for sure. Big fan. Big fan of Christmas movies. So, all right, guys. Well, I'll round us out here. And it's, again, it's it's a dip back in nostalgia. This has become my hunt. And it's become my space. And I'm, I'm, I'm loving it. And I uh, another Kijiji find this week, guys. So, there's a, a gentleman that was selling some Jurassic Park toys on Kijiji this past weekend. And he had, most of the stuff he was putting up I already have. But then I, I started to notice a little bit of a trend. And so I, I messaged him and I said, hey, buddy, it looks like, looks like you're selling a collection. What else do you got? And so he, he pitches me his list of things. And I say, all right, I want those two dinosaurs, two grail dinosaurs for me. It's the 93 screaming velociraptor. So, Oh, shoot. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> and the 93 pterodon from the original Jurassic Park series, not the film, but the, the figure series. And so I was able to negotiate with this guy before he even posted it on Kijiji. Like, this is how deep my hunt has gone on Kijiji is that I'm stalking <laughs> profiles now to see what they're putting up. And I said, don't even post this stuff. Tell me a price and we'll talk. And he said, okay, okay, okay. And so I head down there, pick up these both these toys, and this puts me only one set of dinosaurs away from the complete 93 collection of dinosaurs and figures so awesome and i got one vehicle to get the helicopter which is quite rare but i will get my hands on it and so i'm (laughs) so close to being done the 93 jurassic park collection but as i'm there buddy starts telling me i said you know why do you he's an older guy right and 
I said, uh, like, are you selling anything else? And he says, yeah, I got a few other things, uh, some Ghostbuster stuff, some TMNT no stuff. Way. I said, oh, I was just going to stop you right there. I said, <laughs> message me everything you got before you post it on Kajiki. <laughs> <laughs> so he's selling off his kid's collection. Yeah. <laughs> I hope his kid's aware. But... <laughs> I'm going to take a whole bunch of it. So he hasn't sent me this stuff yet, but I've got this like neat little pipeline that I'm working in the background, <laughs> like in the underbelly of Kijiji now. Like it's not even on Kijiji anymore. <laughs> I've managed to like find a way into this guy's, you know, basically dumping of his kid's collection. And You're it's, in, it's like, great. the champagne room of Kijiji. I am a little bit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the back room, man. I've paid yeah. my entrance fee. <laughs> and, uh, I've dipped back there. So real excited to get my hands on those two pieces. And funny enough, like, I've been wanting these figures since 1993. My cousin had both of these figures, and I was always jealous that she had them. And it took me this long to find... Like, I'm not, like, actively out there scraping through eBay because I refuse to shop on eBay. But this stuff popping up on Kijiji locally here, 15 minutes away from my house. Yeah, it's crazy. Crazy what you can find on that platform. And then one other thing I want to touch on here, guys, and I know everyone's experienced this. It's the plastic anxiety. (laughs) And I, I had a moment this week that, like, just tops out, you know, and it just exemplifies the feeling I get doing some of this stuff. So I'm on Facebook marketplace. I connect up with a guy and I was asking him about some toys he had for sale. And he sends me an Excel sheet of everything he's selling stuff. He hasn't posted. I forwarded it on to the guys here and I get on there and he's got a ghostbuster tab and a TMNT tab. I'm like, all right, here we go. Big trouble for me. So I get in there and then I start to get the plastic anxiety. I like my heart's racing here. Like it's midday work and I'm like on my computer going through this stuff. And so I You're message through the Excel guy. spreadsheets, man. Yeah. Everybody does that during their work dates. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> and so I get on there. I message the guy. I go, all right, what's the deal with this Ghostbuster lot? Like I almost want everything. And he says, uh, sends me some pictures and all this stuff. And then I said, okay, what's, send me some pictures of the TMNT stuff. And I said, okay, here, here's kind of what I want to do. And he says, oh, I'm sorry, man. Actually, the Ghostbuster stuff is, is pre-sold. Like it's pending sale. I had to message the guys and, and explain this because I almost – I was about to have a freaking plastic stroke. <laughs> like <laughs> I wanted this Ghostbuster stuff so bad. But like in my head, it was like these are the only ones that – exist Mm -hmm. like that's the way i felt in that moment and i had to take a step back and be like tim all right like you know they made thousands of these toys (laughs) and this isn't your only opportunity to get but like my experience with ghostbusters has been like one of like great highs and then just missing out on stuff like this is the second time i've been burned on a on a pre-sold item that i thought i could get my hands on this year within the last month and so I just want to give a shout out to everyone that has had the plastic anxiety and to tell you it's going to be okay. They made more than one of these, but like you guys can appreciate that feeling, right? Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. and to the guy who's going around buying all of Tim's Ghostbuster stuff in Calgary, yeah. knock it off, buddy. Yeah, That's stop Tim's, it. okay? You're <laughs> listening to this podcast. Cut the shit, buddy. <laughs> I appreciate that. It's frustrating <laughs> me. It's it's good for my bank account because, like, cumulatively, I probably would have dropped six hundred dollars on both of like between both of those buys. Maybe but it's your wife, and then she's going. It could be. Give it to you for Christmas. It's a surprise. No, she's already throwing her hands up in there. She says, "I'm not guying you any retro stuff because I don't even know what to pay for it." 
I, and I, to be honest with you, and this is, you know, a message for, for the spouses out there that are listening. Sometimes the retro stuff is better just to step back from because spouses can get burned on stuff, right? Not being in the game, not being in the trenches and just paying, you know, random dude, whatever, right. For, for something. And I, I, that, it does scare me that like my wife or, you know, family member is going to get ripped off one day trying to, you know, embrace who I am and what I do, but get burned by paying like fifty, hundred dollars more than they should have on on some items. So, but anyways, guys, plastic anxiety is real. Whether you're on the hunt for new stuff or if you're dipping back into retro collecting, it, it's there. It's real, and uh, it's it's all about the thrill too, man. I, I love it. I love it. All right, guys, let, let's let's put a cap here on this weekend nerd and move on. Everyone's had a good solid week. And I'm already looking forward to the segment next week because <laughs> there's always something going on with one of us. <laughs> so, all right, we're, we're going to take a, like I said, a little wander through the very franchises that are embedded into the Nerd Room name itself. And we're going to start off with DC. So we're going to talk about the Snyder Cut, guys. Now, we have a trailer that was dropped on Vero by Snyder himself today on day of record in celebration of the three-year anniversary of the Justice League release. So that's November 17th, three years ago. It seemed odd to me that they were celebrating this very day with a trailer for that very film. But nonetheless, <laughs> we got a new trailer here. And we'll just touch on it because there's really not a whole bunch of new content in the trailer. Now, I know, Carlos, you did watch Snyder's follow-up Q&A to the trailer release that he did. And you yeah. can bring some of that context to it. But overall, the trailer, other than being in black and white and a few more snippets of Ray Fisher's Cyborg and a few more snippets of Batman, there's not a whole bunch of new footage that we haven't seen either in the previous trailer or we haven't seen before. The music's the same, the Hallelujah thing, which you guys know my – you can go back to the original one and capture <laughs> my feelings on on that. I just think they missed out a little bit on kind of building some epic, you know, trailer score behind this whole thing and, and getting a little more oomph behind the trailer. But nonetheless, it's a trailer. It's something exciting to see that, you know, we're progressing very quickly towards that 2021 release date, whenever that's going to be. And But, Troy, man, what, what's your thoughts? Yeah. Did you have a chance to, to check out this new trailer and any, any thoughts on uh, what Snyder put to screen in celebration of uh, Joss Whedon's Justice League? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that, that that's an odd choice to uh to release it on, you know, the the birthday of that film's <laughs> release date 3 years later. Um I like the first one more. Um I wish we got more new shots in this one. Yeah. A lot of it felt the same. The black and white effect was cool in some aspects, but it didn't work all the way. You know what? It didn't look good when Cyborg was uh on screen the black and white for whatever reason i don't know if it's his cgi which could use some work didn't quite work for me um i do like stefan wolf's design a lot I, I i like that approach um it's a lot better than what it used to look like in the original 2017 release there um the, the music the music's fine like I, I didn't mind the music in the first one um you still got that cool batman deflecting scene which i i love mm -hmm. he delivers the lines it's just a really odd choice for me that we just got basically the same trailer and i like the first trailer it's just weird that it's just the same it's a little bit longer 
a little bit longer. It was like two minutes and like 30 or something yeah. like that. Or... Like it's a proper trailer, not a teaser. Yeah. Um, I like that we got that Superman shot because we we're always wondering, like, who is it? Is it yeah, Superman? Yeah, the hologram. Is yeah, it yeah. Superman? Yeah. And so, um, was it Homelander? <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> Superman. <laughs> so I thought, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, just, yeah, just minor little things. Uh, you know what was nice? Um, the music actually cut kind of cool to Ezra Miller's Flash saving uh, Iris. Is it Iris, I think? I think it's Iris. Yeah, yeah. it slowed down a little bit there, yeah. Yeah, that was really cool. The, and then, I can't remember the lyric, but it, the lyric did attach to what mm-hmm. uh, that scene was, which was pretty cool. Um, Aquaman walking away into the water, that kind of worked. Like There were some visual and music cues that worked hand-to-hand, which was kind of neat, which I can't remember it being pulled off that well in the first one I, I feel like that's by accident in some cases like it just, it just so happened to do because I, I find that's where it really misses on the score yeah, like yeah. and that's why i don't like it because i find that trailers that play to the cues of the music or vice versa i, I find it's more engaging yeah and this just felt like a song was on on the radio while i was watching a trailer in on mute <laughs> black and white yeah no i i just wish um i just it's just weird for me just to gain like a black and white trailer that's a little bit longer um, with the same score. And again, this is someone that liked the original one. I just felt like if we're going to give us part two of the trailer, we'll change it up a little bit. That's mm-hmm. that's kind of like well, the standard, right? Yeah, and I think it usually the second trailer, the longer one, is a bit more story involved. And because yeah. we've seen this before, like, yeah, usually they, in the progression of trailers and the hype building, you get a little bit more out of this. And, you know, we only get a, a short phrase, the Us United, which is the hashtag that's leading this campaign right now. Mm-hmm. And But there's, yeah, no dialogue are really to this, right? There's no voiceovers. And something like that is is kind of, I think, plays more into to building the hype. This, I don't think this builds any more hype, even for the larger community. I think it just maintains for those that are super interested into it. Um, but, but Sonny, man, what are your thoughts uh, on on this trailer here? Yeah, man, this one snuck up on me when you sent out the notes. You're like, in the new in the new Snyder Cut trailer, and I was like, wait, there was a trailer released? <laughs> I'm slipping. <laughs> uh, man, yeah, I thought it was cool. Um, I liked I liked everything about it. Um, <laughs> I'm uh, I'm I'm the unapologetic Snyder fan of the group. Um, I thought it was dope. Like, would I like to see more? Yeah, for sure. But like, um, I, of course, I'd like to see more. You know, like, I'd always like to see more. I'd like to see the whole thing right now. Um, but I kind of like that they kind of like just like pulling the reins back in because even though this is a four-hour epic, you know, it was going to be a four-hour epic, I don't really want to, like, see more stuff. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to get, like, spoiled before it comes out, if that makes sense. Like, you know, like, the hype's there. Like, if you if you haven't bought in already, you're probably not going to buy in no matter what they show you, right? Like, people already have made their mind, like, are they going to watch this? Or are they not going to watch this? And, I, think, um, I think the engaged fandom has made their mind up, and I would say anyone who says they're not going to watch it is a liar. <laughs> right. <laughs> but it's the wider audience buy-in that you need at this point. Like, you yeah, need man. to pull um, in the people from the periphery being like, oh, that's cool, a new Superman? A black suit Superman, you know what I mean? Like you, you have to, you have to pull in that crowd because, like the the people that are around this, it's like any movie, right? It's like Wonder Woman, Black Widow, whatever. Like you, it could look like garbage, and we're gonna go still see those movies, right? Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And it's about like that all encompassing audience and that's what you need to drive. And these are the type of trailers that you need to pull in by creating buzz around a particular shot or a scene or something like that, right? Something that's unique and different than we've seen before. And the hologram thing, we catch that, but most people are going to, it's just like my wife that would just go right over her head, right? She's not going to, that's not going to intrigue her anymore. And so I think that's, that's kind of what they miss with, with this one a little bit. And that's what you need for this to be successful, right? You can't just have like the, the staunch supporters and then the periphery crowd making this super successful on HBO Max. Well, it's kind of hard to like measure the success because like normally it's like, okay, how much box office did it bring mm. in? But this one is going to be like views, but like views don't equal money. So it's kind of like a weird thing. equal money. That's true. So like how many subscribers is it going to get? So that's, that's, I think that's like the new metric going forward as more stuff unfortunately moves to streaming. They're going to talk about uh, getting that new 100%. subscriber base. Well, that's, that's the only way they can sell this to to the shareholders, right? Is Disney Plus, is Netflix, that's their metric, is how many subscribers you have. Because then you can do the quick math, right? You mm-hmm. can say, you know, you got 60 million subscribers at, you know, $10 a subscriber. Like, yeah, you make you can make up the money real quick there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, to me, also, um, the cyborg stuff, the one scene that really, I was like, man, that's deep, is when they show him, like, playing football in high school, and then, mm-hmm. like, he's turned and transformed into a cyborg and he's watching these kids play football mm-hmm. on the street mm-hmm. it's like man that cuts deep like that's it's a little blow zach like it's, it's sad man <laughs> oh, poor poor cyborg <laughs> poor cyborg i know yeah. i know until he gets like uh so he gets happy in teen titans maybe maybe <laughs> yeah, like a teen demoted. Titan. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i wonder how that plays out it's like you know you did good but you know you're gonna have to go out with robin and yeah. uh and he's even the leader and... of the team yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> what what about you carlos man let's see bring in some of that context too of the the q a he did to, to follow up the trailer release here yeah like as far as my thoughts on the trailer like and maybe it's just the way that i read things but i was under the impression that it was going to be a new trailer with some significant new offerings so i was pretty let down when i saw that trailer the first time like the black and white version and then they did put out a color version um like an hour or two later um but yeah like i, I saw the black and white version and it was way before the q a started so i was like oh that's cool that he snuck a few extra little nuggets into that existing trailer can't wait to see what we get an hour from now when they do the big reveal and then an hour later it's just like well no let's just break down this trailer that you saw in August shot by shot by <laughs> shot. And it's like, Oh, okay. And maybe that's just my misinterpretation of what was put out as coming forward. Um, I, I don't think so. Cause I actually went back and reread some of those things and I was like, mm, there, there's some things promised and I don't know what was delivered here, but uh, yeah, it, it was okay. Like for me, the, the Superman hologram was kind of the coolest thing to just see it fully realize. Like mm. I always figured that's what it was, but um, to see him with the little launch and whatnot was cool. The rest of it I could take or leave. Like the Hippolyta stuff was, was neat mm-hmm. to see Connie Nelson in that role kind of fierce again. And uh, as far as Steppenwolf's new look, to be honest, I kind of prefer 
the design in the theatrical cut. Like it needed to be more refined and polished as far as the special effects go and whatnot. But I kind of liked the more humanistic look that he had. And he, he seemed to be an evolved version of the comic book Steppenwolf from the new 52 earth two book. Whereas the Gillette razor Steppenwolf that we had in this, it's like, are you serving Lord Darkseid or are you serving Lord Megatron? Because I, I think you ended up in the wrong franchise here, homeboy. But uh... well, yeah, because we did we get in the extended cut of BVS? Didn't we see that weird robotic yeah. looking? In yeah, yeah, I think that was just like a hologram of like. Okay. Uh, yeah, it was him, supposed yeah. to be like kind of like using the their version of like the crystals, or like or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So the Kryptonian technology to. Mm-hmm. Kind of like they did the history lesson. So really, I think they were in a position where they could have had him look however they wanted because they're not married to that because it's just like, oh, well, this is just his avatar, so to speak, when right. he's talking right. to Lex, right? But his username is Steppenwolf underscore <laughs> seven. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Sharp stuff. At sharp stuff. Yeah. At sharp. <laughs> Knives out. Yeah. Um, as far as the Q&A went, like, the the spirit of it was cool in that I I believe it was done as a as a fundraiser for suicide prevention because mm-hmm. yeah. he certainly talked about um, making a donation if you could and promoting some of the ink to the people stuff and and everything else um, were the little nuggets that they had uh, that really stuck out nothing really like he he's really excited about having the black suit Superman on screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, he talked about uh, things like his version of the flash is not able to move people because he feels that they just blow apart and the speed force wouldn't protect them. Hey, so we that's, see, we've seen that in the boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I kind of yeah. like that idea though too, because did they, I can't remember, was it a Superman? I thought there was a Superman thing when they touched on that where he couldn't move as fast or he could, but if he did like the person would like evaporate, the person would just disintegrate. Um, I can't remember what it was, but I always kind of like that idea. Like that makes the sense. Physics that, of it, yeah. 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 So kinda there like... was that. Um, yeah, it, which was interesting because I know in the books, like they just say the speed force protects, right? Um, whoever he's carrying or whatever. But, um, yeah, there was that. He he talked a lot about the design and some of the shots for uh, and the locations. Like I was actually surprised at how much, how many practical sets they built. Like they actually built like that small town where Bruce meets Aquaman and stuff. Wow. And, oh, really? Yeah. Crazy. And cool. they built like this, this pier and then they did all the buildings in like one third scale to give it perspective and whatnot. So that that was pretty cool. Um, he, he like low key criticized James Wan's use of how they communicated in Aquaman because <laughs> he's <laughs> like, yeah, people talk about my bubbles. But uh, for me, it's like in English, they wouldn't be able to force the water out to, to communicate with each other. And so, yeah, that's what they did. And that's that's all right, I guess. But this <laughs> dude, <laughs> like... <laughs> it's like these little things that like don't line up, you know, like just sometimes it's like. So, like, if you were watching them back-to-back and you'd watch, like, Justice League and, and you'd be like, why are they talking in a bubble? And then you, like, put in your Aquaman disc after and you're like, oh, they just talk, like, whatever. <laughs> you yeah. know? Yeah. 
and like the little things like that, I don't really nah. care. Like Tim and I were talking before we started. It's like at this point in time, I think if they just do the kind of Fox X Men thing, where it's like, yeah, eh, you know, there there's some inconsistencies, but whatever, we'll we'll end up on the right foot at some point in time. Magneto, we'll what did you do in those eight years to turn from um, Michael Fassbender <laughs> to uh, Sir Ian McKellen? <laughs> That was some hard living, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're going to have the same problem with Obi-Wan in, yeah. uh, in Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I can't really think of any other, like, little... There was a few kind of hints and nods that they might be expanding this thing out further than just the Snyder Cut being the six-episode or... Yeah, six. Six-episode project that it is. So... We'll see um, where Live they take it. Batman, come on, man! This thing does well. Yeah, well, yeah. Like I, I don't know. Like personally, I'd like to see them do a live-action Deathstroke show. That'd Ooh, be so cool. they yeah. could do that on the cheap, and like oh. they got the built-in trope of just like he's taking on contracts, and so you can have him play Shoot. any position on the spectrum from straight-up bad guy to good guy Shoot. to anything in between, right? With the contract thing and yeah like joe manganello he's just playing dungeons and dragons right now so <laughs> yeah blew my that mind i love that like spider-man that's, that's cool. one money Black Thompson. <laughs> yeah yeah so uh, i there's potential there for spin-off stuff uh, i don't know we, we'll see what happens and uh i i think it's always there that potential right especially with the platform and format that they're going with with this release and you look at what the MCU is doing, Star Wars, like every franchise is doing this and leveraging this platform to expand storytelling into characters and that you would never really find on the big screen on their own. Or if you want to tell a story that they don't want to pump $250 million into. Right. So, yeah. and they're looking for content on all these platforms, original content behind big IPs. Oh, to, and to I draw think people in. Yeah. And the pandemic is totally supercharged. Oh, yeah. 100%. Process, so. Yeah. It's yeah. really changed things around. And and speaking of that, you know, going on to the, the platforms and expanding out film franchises into episodic shows, you know, we're seeing this with the Mandalorian expanding Star Wars universe and the MCU is about to kick off here, but not when we thought, you know, we were hotly anticipating WandaVision to be dropping at the end of November, maybe early December and kind of have a nice overlap of the Mandalorian and an MCU WandaVision show to play off each other and give us a bit more of that original content on Disney plus. And they had even really promised that it was coming in 2020 mm -hmm. at one point, you know, coming in 2020, I think was the tagline or coming soon in 2020. And they just released about a week ago that it will be coming to Disney plus on January 15th, 2021. So, you know, only a couple weeks out from the end of 2020, but nonetheless, we got to wait a little bit longer and we'll be through the Mandalorian at this point. So we're not going to have kind of that double overlap that we're looking forward to, to kind of be consuming these things at the same time and quite a bit of content and really having that overlap and then bleeding into the new year. So yes, guys, this is that, that Scarlet Witch, that vision show looks crazy, but looks super intriguing and interesting. I don't really know where they're going with it. I have an idea. But uh, I'm excited about it. But I wish we're getting it just a little bit sooner here. Now, Carlos, I know you were you were quite excited about seeing this in 2020. Um, we're only two weeks out, but it's it's not ideal. You know, I guess we're just a little bit hungry here for some MCU content, given that we haven't seen anything since Far From Home. 
<laughs> yeah, man. Well, and I think kind of the 18th was the speculated release date for this thing. So we would have been watching this, what? A couple days. Tomorrow? So tomorrow. Yeah. Tomorrow. And man, I'm going to call Disney Plus out because this is whack. And especially for you guys, because the timing of this feels like, you know what? All those subscriptions mm. that are going to expire after a year, you have to renew now if you want to watch WandaVision. Because like HBO Max had two premium sci-fi shows going at the same time with Lovecraft and Raised by Wolves. Amazon Prime has had multiple brand new high money shows going at the same time. Netflix, and that's who you're chasing. They're constantly pumping out big money movies, big money series, and with a bit of overlap there, right? And it's like, really, in the course of a year, you only gave us The Mandalorian, Hamilton, and then more Mandalorian? The second of which, like, the episodes get progressively sweeter but shorter? It's like, come on, man. Like, throw us a bone. You're sitting on the WandaVision show, and I guarantee you, it's for the guys who jumped on day one, because... Guess what? You're going to have to re-up Disney mm-hmm. Plus to watch that show now. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, I... And there's no reason for it either, really. Yeah. It's, Why not? Yeah, there's there's some sort of strategic, you know, let's get through Christmas and then, well, it's the new year, new subscribers, new year. Like, and it could be just we want Q1 of 2021 to look better with more subscribers right we don't want to yeah man you know back end it into to 2020 this is already gonna be a shit year on the books so let's <laughs> let's shift that over to q1 of 2021 so it could be as simple as that it's like i think ultimately with the subscribers is that to finish the mandalorian i think you have to resubscribe or i'll have to repay to finish mando i can't remember when it, i think it was october wasn't it or is it i can't remember when it, was. it doesn't matter but I, I see your point right and i think it's about shifting new subscribers to to new year really yeah and, man there's just been like so little content and it's like today they're promoting that marvel 616 series i was like dude this is a special feature on a dvd like get <laughs> well, out of here they've done a lot of that Garbage. stuff like galleries yeah. and behind the scenes yeah. of, of animal kingdom and i find those enjoyable but they're not the draws that that you need on these subscription services and this is the thing that we've been saying for a long time about disney plus is that it's a great library mm-hmm but it doesn't have that original content coming out as fast and furious. Like Netflix over the next month, they're going to pump out an incredible amount of content leading into Christmas and all that. And, and I think to be honest with you, like some of it could do with the pandemic and some of it could do with the rollout plan, but it just seems that they relied so much on their library that, and that the original content will come. And yeah, maybe we should have seen Falcon winter soldier by now and a few other things, but it's it's tough, Troy. Man, thoughts on on this release date for WandaVision? Oh man, I'm completely with the goddamn Batman on this one, like a hundred percent, a hundred percent, man. I'm I'm extremely disappointed. I mean, yeah, do I have to wait that much longer? No, but it's the principle of things, man. And like you mentioned, you went over the list, right? We got Clone Wars season seven, phenomenal. Mandalorian season one, and Hamilton. That's it. And then we got we got Mandalorian again right now. I'm like, come on, man. You look at every other streaming device out there or platform. They're killing it, man. They're pumping out content. And I really feel like Disney, like we've mentioned, right? Like, or Tim just mentioned just now, like it's been great for like its library. But I mean, we all have 
God knows how many MCU films already. How many right? times have you bought Star Wars? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Like all that stuff, and then you know we get some of the cool like cartoons and whatnot, which is which is fine, but it's nothing that really has me going in day in and day out watching. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think right now I'm watching The Mandalorian, obviously, and before that, the last time I was really tuning in was was Clone Wars. And then before that, it was Hamilton. I watched it the one time. Uh, and then I go back and watch in pieces, right? But it's just not enough. And I was kind of the hype man for Disney+. Plus. I really thought this was going to be pretty cool. And I got to say, coming in from a year now to evaluate it, review it, it's it's kind of been, it, I don't want to say a bust, but it's kind of been a little bit of a letdown. I really think they could have done a lot more. And um, I, I, I bet there's a lot of people looking the same way going into the next year that are probably going to probably bail to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, it's they they have to get some more of that original content on there I think to maintain the subscriber level. And you know, it's it's been good for us from a kid perspective, like the little one likes Mickey Mouse and Vampirina and stuff like that, but from the comparative look that Carlos did to Amazon Prime and Netflix, it's not there yet, right? No. It's still in its infancy, so I can cut it a little bit of a break there. But you're also dealing with the powerhouse of Disney, right, and the franchise they have there. Like, where's where's your Pixar originals and these type of things, right? Like, Soul is getting dumped on there, but it's. I just feel that they almost said, okay, our library is our first year. And then maybe we'll get into some more original content towards the end of the year. Um, it did. It launched with Mando, but there was nothing like super big. Like even Clone Wars season seven, that like that's a big event for Star Wars fans. But it's also season seven, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it's not. It's not like we're going and finding ourselves in a completely new universe, or you know what I mean. Like it is nice to wrap up some of that stuff, but at the end of the day, I wouldn't say that was like a massive draw for a broad audience either. No, but probably got some people watching, revisiting the whole series. Oh, for sure, for sure. Um, but just just like other things too, right? Like, I mean, like us, we're kind of in the know, so we know like, okay, we'll do the license scenes. Uh, I don't know, Infinity War won't be there right away, but other people like, I want to go on here and watch like all the MCU films. Well, they weren't all there right away. Yeah. Um, the Mulan nonsense, like that was that was pretty lame. Um, the stuff they pulled there too. It just it just wasn't good. And you know, I know they're new at the the whole process of the streaming, but it's also Disney, and they've also been able to like evaluate and watch what everybody else has been doing to be a little more on the ball um, with what they're doing. Is just it's just a little weird. It's a little bit of a letdown. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sunny man, any thoughts on on this delay here? Um, or I guess it's hard to call it a delay because it was never officially announced. But this this perceived delay of of Wandavision. I guess this really puts you out till till January getting Disney Plus, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, you know, as Troy said, if people are out there wondering, like, hey, where's Infinity War on their streaming service? If you just bought the physical copy, yeah. they'll never take it away from you. They'll never censor it. They'll never edit it. You get that copy, it's yours forever. You don't have to do anything. So, yeah. you know, that's just another <laughs> another notch on the physical media belt. And when all yeah. of us are relying on Disney Plus and Sanjay's sitting over there on 3,000 movies, who's going to be <laughs> laughing? Exactly. <laughs> Only Sanjay. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking about Disney Plus here, guys, and, and kind of keeping this going, we, we mentioned Mando, Mando Season 2. It has been straight fire. You know, although we, we see some holes in, in the way that Disney Plus has been rolled out, this is one place where they have excelled. 
the storytelling in the Mandalorian in general has been awesome. But season two, you know, following up last week's slower episode, more character building episode is another like wild ass visit to the Star Wars universe that not only brings us, you know, some great fight scenes with the Mandalorian himself, progresses a few of the characters. It also introduces or reintroduces the some characters from Rebels and Clone Wars in, in a major, major way. This episode, you know, titled the, the Harris, it, they all those titles give a little bit of insight, and you kind of in the middle of the episode, you're like, "That's why they called it this." <laughs> but man, Troy, man, you you yeah. are the Clone Wars guy. You're you we you know we both love Rebels, but you've been really yeah. immersed in the Filoni verse, if I can call it that, a lot yeah. longer, and really committed to this end of it. This episode itself, man, had to play extremely well. And kind of this this major reward for you for sticking with these characters and right through the cartoons and then pulling and, and just really extrapolating on these characters, but also organically weaving it into the Mandalorian story here. Yeah, definitely, man. No, you know, going right to it, man. Um, one of the coolest things I've always liked about Star Wars, especially going to the prequels, was was the universe. I always loved the universe. And so when you when they created like the shows like Clone Wars and Rebels and creating new characters, I, it was always a thing where I just want to see those new created characters live action. I've always wanted to see it, whether it's Saw Gerrera, we got that eventually, um, taking people from the books, like um, obviously the Marshall. Yeah. Um, and then now, now we get Bo-Katan. And come on, this, this, <laughs> this is the coolest thing. This is what people have been asking for for so long is take these animated characters and make them live action. You got the voice actress, Katie Sackoff, who obviously played Bo-Katan, from the Clone Wars, Rebels, and she appears here live action, and she looks incredible. She looks like they literally just pulled it's her out of the cartoon. Crazy! And she, <laughs> it was fantastic. It was, it was great, man. Um, seeing Mandalorian, you know, get into trouble there with the child, and then he gets bailed out. For a second, I actually thought, um, I was like, did, did Boba Fett come through, or is this is this the Marshal coming through? Like, who are these Mandalorians? And then I was like, oh my god, the armor! Like, look at who yeah. it is, and. Um, I just love how it bridges that gap. You know, it also kind of answers that question where we're like, well, why can't Mandalorians take off their helmets? We've seen them all. Take I off their love helmets. this explanation. I love and I it. love that. I, I love this whole thing, right? What they explained there. And um, it's really cool because she's like the OG Mandalorian in a sense. Right. And here comes um, the Mandalorian who's really been adopted into this whole, um, what is it? This whole creed. And she's like, no, 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 no. Like, <laughs> you're wearing, what'd she say? She, what's the quote? Like, you're wearing my skin or you're wearing my... Yeah, something like what? that. Like, I, I it did, to that point, too, like, the idea that he's part of some cult, as she called yes. it. Yeah, a cult. Yeah, she called it a cult. Yeah. yeah. I, I thought that and, was uh, really cool how they, to, to expand on, you know, why we saw the Mandalorians and the Clone Wars and Rebels taking yeah. their helmets off and everything. And that he's part of some like weird cult where they don't take off their masks. And like, yeah. I think this eventually leads down to the right where they could have Pedro Pascal with his helmet off more. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah. it, it yeah. might be an avenue for that. But he'd have to actually go into the office then. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> could just have a stunt double. <laughs> yeah. But you know, you know it's, it, it's so fascinating to me to see finally a character that's been there, prequel era, so the Clone Wars to Rebels, um, you know, basically through the OT there. And then all the way um, past the OT, like that's that's yeah. so cool just to see that Bo-Katan's been there, 
Um, she's been running Mandalore at one point. She's had the dark saber. She's welding it. The last time we saw her, she had the dark saber. I love the fact that she's hungry for it. She's like, mm-hmm. I want this saber back, and I'm like, yes. Like, I can't wait to see when she gets it. Like, if they gave us the, her own show, I'd be on board completely. And then obviously, you know, like we get like just the cream of the crop mention of Ahsoka Tano at the oh, end. Come on, like. <laughs> Man. Just right there for us. Just, just right there. You, like even if they didn't even show her this season, just just hearing that name in live action, man, I'm like, yeah. wow, it's coming, man. Like yeah. I, I'm not convinced that it's going to be the next episode. I think they'll drag it out one more. Mm-hmm. But like to be honest with you, they could have dragged a lot of this stuff out, and they just been dumping it in our laps. So yeah, you never know. Like it, I, I love and it. To me, this makes sense, right? Because we're like, okay, how are they going to go without mentioning Luke Skywalker and all this? Right. They're going down a path where they could get away with that, right? That, Definitely. you know, because of Ahsoka's connection to Bo-Katan through the prequels and all that and through Clone Wars and everything. It, it makes sense that that would be how she'd or who she'd relay the the Mandalorian onto with this, right? Yeah. And, and, she, uh, and, and I love the fact that she has experience with the Jedi. Like, he's yeah. like, I need to find his people. And she, she's on the Clone Wars, basically, right? Like, yeah. she's been there. She knows all about it. So um, it's it's just a brilliant job, man. I just love what Star Wars is doing right now. Like it's just it's it's so cool to be a fan right now, man. It's awesome. It, it's it's awesome. so good, and we got some revisiting of of the stormtrooper and his troopers and the Imperial remnant. We got the mm-hmm. the commander who spent a bit too much time on Scarif and was super tanned with really white teeth. <laughs> like I feel like he just came off of like a you know a short leave on on Scarif there. He was on the beach for. <laughs> Well, it's weird hearing them without the accent, hey? Like without yeah. the British accent, it's kind of like, oh, yeah. Shit. Like, okay. you, are you are you actually evil? You don't have that that British accent. <laughs> but but Carlos, man, you know, I know you you and uh, and the family there have been embracing the the Star Wars way of life the, as being the way. And this had another you know great few scenes with the child, which I know your daughter's been loving him slurping and playing with the food and all that and. You know, they're, they're, again, allowing the puppeteer to do his thing and really bring to life the child, which has just been great to see, especially given, you know, the history of the use of puppets, especially with Yoda in mm-hmm. Star Wars, that they're, they're giving so much room for this character to develop without really doing much. Like, we haven't seen any of the Force, really. And they've done so much with this character. And it's just kind of these playful moments. So it's, it's been fantastic to see that. And some of the big Mandalorian battles we've gotten this too. You know, we've got several... You know, shoot them up with stormtroopers in hallways, like very Star Wars esque, and it, it was just just great, man. Like, did you guys enjoy how the episode really played out there? Oh man, how could you not? This is something that even Sanjay could watch and totally love, because yeah. <laughs> it was it was amazing from beginning to end. And to kind of build on Troy's point, like I've always said, I, I've always been fascinated by the world and the civilian life around these events and these like the big pillars of this universe and like some of my favorite stuff was just like the mon calamari guy at the yes. dock who he hires to <laughs> wearing his like his knit sweater to <laughs> to fix the razor crest and just how the society worked and that he dumps the child off with the frog lady and her husband to look after him because he's got to go on the mission with uh, Bo-Katan and the rest of the Mandalorians but Dude, this is where, like, I'm so grateful that you guys um, kind of pushed me towards watching most of season seven of The Clone Wars because I got so much more out of it, like, mm-hmm. right away. And, man, what a great character. Right away, my daughter's like, 
I want an action figure of her. <laughs> yes. And like maybe not the plain one, and I don't need the dude, but her for sure. Actually, no, both girls, and then it was Sasha all three Banks, of them. Yeah, WWE yeah. superstar. <laughs> yeah. And uh yeah, it was it was awesome, man. Like clearly those characters made an impression, right? And she's the best test to see how all these things that they're throwing out are gonna be working. Cause God, I think she's watched that episode like three or four times. She's had it on oh. since then while uh, I've been rocking miles with the other daughter. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. And even today, like watch the Star Wars Lego Christmas special kind of thing. Cause it's like just oh, riding nice. this high that the Mandalorian is laying the track for. So yeah, no, it was a... that drop today. <laughs> yeah, it was a, it was a great episode. Um, the, the Lego thing, not so much. I, I got a bit of a nap, but. Uh, Mandalorian was sweet. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I can't I can't get enough of what they're doing with the Mandalorian right now. Yeah, well, and the stuff on the ship was so cool. Oh. So oh, man. cool. Yeah. It and it was it's it's amazing to see. Like we had like think about this and like Troy, man, the, the, like the impression that's left on me it, mm-hmm. tenfold for you. We had live action four Mandalorians in a hallway fighting stormtroopers. Mm. Like, yeah. did you ever think we'd be able to see that live action? Never, man. Like, never. And one of those Mandalorians is Bo-Katan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's cool. And you know, another thing with this um, this episode, I mean, we got we got Moff Gideon too. Yes. Which was which, and his lines, you know, you know, what you need to do like for yeah. the Empire, and he's just like, shoot, like I love how the Empire is still mm-hmm. not reigning, but they're still present. You they're know, and the people that are down with them are down, and. Um, it was just really cool, man. It just it just made it feel like that much more of that classic Star Wars. Like for a minute, I forgot that we're even like five years out of Return of the Jedi, mm-hmm. and we're like back in like well, like Empire days, right? Um, and and I think, man, that dark saber, dude. I think we're definitely getting a lightsaber battle. Like we have to, like yeah, we have like, to get like lightsaber battle out. Ahsoka comes in, defeats Moth Gideon, you know, whatever the case is, and returns it back to Mandalore. I don't know, but. There's a lot of hype. You know, we got to obviously deliver the child back safe and the sword, the saber has to be returned back home. So I like how there's there's two major storylines now going on. And I, I wonder if the dark saber becomes the MacGuffin in the back half of the season. Mm, like, yeah. like I've been really of the opinion that the child is going to be passed off in some capacity in this season. Like, I don't know how much more they can do with that character right? Um, without it feeling repetitive. And Ahsoka seems like a great place to, to hand that off and then pick up because like Bo-Katan and I think they made it very clear. Like this isn't the last time we're seeing her this season. I don't think, I think no, that there's no, an arc for so. her to play. There's a role for her to play with the dark saber and Moff Gideon. Like we have, like there's a whole nether storyline to pick up whether we get through, you know, the next episode and then for the back half of the season, maybe the dark saber becomes a bit more of the focal point mm-hmm. and maybe it shifts a lot more focus towards Mandalore and the Mandalorians, right? Right. Once the I was child just is thinking, off. maybe she becomes "quote unquote" the Mandalorian. Yeah. Because I, I almost can't see them splitting up, the child and Din Djarin. So I almost wonder if he'll go to whatever new show they take the child to well, drive the merch on, and then the Mandalorian show persists, but it focuses on her and Mandalore trying to because it sounds like they're kind of down and out right now and mm-hmm. she's trying to reestablish their society right so right. well <laughs> she's not a mandalorian she's a woe mandalorian 
Whoa, man, there was already like internet drama about like costume design on that, so we can't oh. we can't go down that path. Yeah, that's that that the and then there's both the Mandalorian. I just, did I just cancel the nerd room? Are we canceled yeah. now? It's like every week, man, that show elicits the hottest of hot takes. Like the things <laughs> so that people are offended eggs? about. Uh, can, we're not we, going to get into that? the eggs. No. What's going on with eggs? eggs? Like, I just had eggs for breakfast. Am I canceled now? It There's the, Maybe. the whole thing about the eggs from. Chapter 10. We're not going to get into it because <laughs> we, we just can't. <laughs> like, yeah. There, yeah, it's... We can't. No. That, that's just where we're going to leave that one. <laughs> it, it happened... It when was I finally puppy. watch this show, I'm going to be so caught up. I'm going to be so confused Like yeah. in like three years' time. Like, yeah. What's going on here? You can, you can Google it or find it on Twitter. You can find this a, a nice big old argument going on there. But <laughs> we're going to focus in on here on Chapter 11... And Sorry, to, my only one was. comment for the entire Mandalorian section was controversial, <laughs> so I apologize. <laughs> no, guys, I, I can't wait. My man. Next week might might take a little bit longer if we do get Ahsoka live action, if we get her ignited oh. lightsabers, if we get a bunch of the Force, you know, references to Scott. Like, there's a lot they could do in this next couple mm-hmm. episodes when they when we see Ahsoka. Like, it, it's coming, guys. It's coming, and it may warrant a pit stop. And a bit more of a, a deeper dive because because yeah. uh, we're gonna we're gonna call it on the Mandalorian chapter eleven right now, but look out Friday, guys! Yeah. No spoilers. <laughs> Everyone's been doing real great in the Twitter gang and in the community here with no spoilers um, because like I usually can't get it till towards the end of the day. And Troy, I know you're even later than that sometimes. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I think expressing your love for the episode and leaving the spoilers in a couple of days later because um, especially with Ahsoka Tano and what they could yeah. be potentially doing here. Let's make sure that everyone's able to experience it the same way. Like that, like I had that like holy shit moment when Bo-Katan landed. I was like, oh, <laughs> they did it. <laughs> so, yeah. all right, guys, so let's move on here to our last topic for this week. And it's a, it's a question from our, our good friend, our dude, our, you know, our proprietor of, of questions, really. And that's Grabs. And he's got a doozy one here. Did you guys come up here. with the theme song for Grabs yet? No man, that was that was your your thing from a while back. <laughs> oh, I think if I remember, I outsourced it. Yeah, I think Shrena both refused to to yep. do any sort of singing. So, <laughs> Arlis, it's your turn, my man. Well, if it's grabs, I think the song has got to be uh, "Super Freak" by Rick James. <laughs> Just with the lyrics tweaked, because he's like the super fan yeah. of, the, of the show. <laughs> love it, he's a absolutely super love fan. it. Super fan, grabs. Yeah. <laughs> well done <laughs> yeah. all right this this is a really great question guys because it really focuses in and around um finding your nerd a little bit and finding your franchises and expanding your love you know recently this year we expanded the nerd room focus into a, a beyond aspect where it is starting to pull into this and i find that this question really reflects some of the evolution that Nerd Room has gone in and through over the last year or so. And it's kind of an explanation of, of how we got here. Um, so the subject of the, of the question is the hook that holds. And it reads, hello, gentlemen. It's been a while, but boy, do I have a difficult one for you this time. I'll start with some examples from the hashtag Twitter gang. Chris Coelho, great good friend of the show, yeah, puts Chris. up some amazing content for Dragon Ball Z and other anime almost daily. I absolutely love talking to him about where to start for beginners, what's best book to jump into or on, and for and etc. Have I jumped into it? No. I don't have a good reason either. <laughs> well, I love his passion 
and I watch almost every one of his videos, I can't buy the first anime book and jump into it because my passion isn't there. And he specifies, yet Chris. This holds true for so many things I love talking about with the Twitter gang members about too. So his question for the four nerdsmen, I really like that. Yeah, that's good. That should have been like our groomsmen, like nerdsmen. <laughs> we're all married before. If, we're if I ever get remarried, you guys will be my nerdsmen. <laughs> nice, man. Ooh, it's a good thing Joe doesn't listen. <laughs> well, it might be happening sooner or later after this episode. Yeah. <laughs> well, you so never question... know. Stuff could happen. I don't know. Jeez, man. <laughs> Going deep and dark We're not this necessarily one. bad. Like, maybe we're just, I don't know. Wait, I'm trying to think of like a way to. I don't know like... Where you're going with this, man? I just stopped digging that <laughs> hole. Just, just throwing the towel, man. <laughs> throwing the towel. You're so already neck, neck deep in your own grave. <laughs> <laughs> so the questions are: What does it take for you personally to look into a new franchise? What were the franchises you were guided into from other passions that you love, and what franchises have you wanted to look into but just can't seem to make the time for? And what franchises do you say, I'll look into that, but never will? And finally, do you ever purposely avoid certain aspects of nerddom to avoid that rabbit hole? And we're all familiar with the rabbit holes. <laughs> we all have a place in fandom and can't like everything. So these questions he specifies here aren't meant to put down any sort of franchises mentioned, but instead try to figure out what ignites the passion. And this is coming, yes, again from our dudes, Grab. So we're going to break this question down in a bit more detail because there's quite a bit to unpack there. And again, Grabs, really appreciate you throwing to this. And this is going to be a fun one to, to wrap the episode up with because I think there's going to be some really interesting takes on what it takes for us individually to get into a franchise, to become passionate about it, and then to become almost psychotic about it with collecting and all this sort of stuff. <laughs> so we're going to kick it off here. And we're going to we'll just roundtable this, guys, and we won't kind of – we won't go on to like these super extended descriptions, but because I want to get through these four questions, but let, let's start off and we're kicking it off here with you, Sanjay. We're going to bring you back into the conversation. I know you, you kind of dozed off there for a minute, um, but what, is it, what does it take for you personally to look into a new franchise? Like, what is it that drives you? What is it that, as Grab said, what is like kind of that hook that holds you into something new? Yeah, man. Like, in terms of like new franchises, I'm going to go in a little bit different direction. And is it really different if I'm the first one talking about it? I'm not sure. But uh, instead of going about like franchises like comics and, um, you know, like the big franchises, I'm going to go into it like movies because like whenever I'm trying to find like something to like sit down and watch like a new movie or like just seek it out. Um, for me, the thing that really like that will really make me delve into it is if I see the love for it on the internet like if i go into a form for like maybe like on reddit they have like a horror section or if i'm listening to a podcast and they're talking about this movie that i've never even heard of it's like some obscure 80s horror film that 30 people saw in theaters and they're just like you have to see this like it's this hidden gem it's wild it's kooky that's the thing that kind of like gets me is like these films that are kind of like a secret to me you know like you know what i mean like these horror films which is kind of like it's like, man, it's like a secret. I want into that club. I want into the I've seen Chopping Mall Club. And so I'll go in, <laughs> which is an awesome 80 slasher film. If you ever get the chance, check it out. <laughs> um, I just love being in that club where it's just like this like obscure film that not a lot of people have seen. And I just want to go seek it out. And it like forces me to seek it out. If, if there's like a film and people are talking about like, oh, Alien. I'm like, yeah, man, Alien's dope. 
and like I've seen it and I've seen it a bunch of times, but like a million people have seen it, probably a lot more than a million, but you know what I mean, right? Whereas like if I'm going to go like seek out something uh, for a horror film, I want it to be like super obscure, super rare so that I can kind of like, I don't know if like be like snobbish about it would be the word, but like kind of like, I don't know, just like, it's kind of like cool to like seek it out elitist and be like, is the word you're like, I'm no, a I'm pretty elitist horror horror fan you know you can just call me call spade a spade um i don't know i just like that like um the rarity of it i guess like being one of like the few people that can say like oh this obscure title like you yeah, know the exclusivity as of it all right you're kind yeah, of yeah man like to me that's what i'm kind of looking for when i'm trying to find like a new like franchise or like a new horror film uh to look into it's like that's what i'm doing and like definitely it's that and also like seeing people's passions grab mm-hmm. you you mentioned you know a uh, good friend chris they're talking about dragon ball z um if people like you know post like hey this horror film got trashed by critics but it's actually like a hidden gem it's actually really good and um you know and then a lot of people are like yeah man like i saw this when i was like a teenager and i dug this and it'll like force me to like want to go see it even more because i'm like oh okay i don't really care like what the critic say they can take it they can leave it but like there's this like small like swelling of like grassroots support for a film i'm like yeah man i'll go see it and that's kind of like um that's kind of like what i do when i like look for like a new franchise specifically like for like a new horror and not even necessarily just horror like other films as well um you know if they're like you know films that don't have like a lot of like um you know support or like they're not that popular but like they have like this interesting or weird quirky uh uh storyline it'll it'll force me to seek it out more so that's kind of my um my question and before we continue you know grabs i gotta i gotta mention this on the pod you know he we we have been going back and forth in terms of football and grabs i just gotta say it out on the pod so it is on the air King Henry is better than Chubb. Okay, we have been having this debate for a long time, and grabs. I just have to say it out there. I'm going to answer your question, even though you support Chubb as the best running back in the NFL. But it, we all know, and you guys will all agree, that is Derrick Henry. So just wanted to get that out there. <laughs> and it's out in the universe. <laughs> no, it, I, I think it's on the nerd room, so now it's canon. Yeah, it's What's canon. <laughs> Oh, well, yeah, it, it's <laughs> it's interesting that you say that because I think for me the way I do look at things too is that I find an individual's passion is very infectious, and negativity I find I just kind of ignore. And so if there's a million people screaming about how bad something is, if there's someone especially that we're close to or whatever that is passionate about it, I'll give it the time of day for sure. For sure. So, Carlos, man, what about you? Same question. What does it take for you personally to get into or to look into a new franchise? Uh, you know what? Uh, recommend and enthusiasm from somebody that I know and respect. So, um, and there's some good examples just right now. Like, Grabs himself turned me on to, like, he's been promoting, like, the image books, right? So, stuff like... Um, stealth and 20xx and the big one is obviously Philadelphia kind of thing and those are books that like i I probably wouldn't have read on my own type of thing but uh because he was beating that drum so loud end up reading loving stealth all the way through 
and Philadelphia is phenomenal type of thing. And I ended up reading a pile of those new image books and yeah, I didn't stick with all of them by any means, but it's nice to have um, some new titles to chase and something that's just a little different from what I'm reading normally, or even just with Troy going crazy over the Hickman X-Men stuff. Like I jumped in house of X powers of X right through kind of the first, maybe four or five issues. And then I fell off. And then, like, just this guy, like, how excited he is about uh, X of Swords. And, yeah, I'm I'm kind of lockstep. I think there was even a couple of days where I was waiting for him to catch up to <laughs> to me kind of thing. So, yeah, that that's what it is for me is if somebody I know and respect um, really wants me to try something out, I'll always make the effort to try it out. And, yeah, sometimes... It, it's something that stays with me forever. And then other times I just kind of peter out. Like mm. there's been a, a few times that, but I always give it an honest try kind of thing. And yeah, and for like every, every franchise you dip into, I don't think the expectation is you stick with it, but if you try five new things, five new franchise books or whatever, even if you hold on to one, I think it's a great success, right? You got, you have to find that works, what works for you. Yeah, totally. Great. Yeah. Success. <laughs> I watched that stupid movie. That's my Borat. He's back. <laughs> um, Troy, man, what about you? Yeah, man. It's looking into a new franchise, getting into something new. You know, you've been all over the place this year, oh, yeah. um, diving into different things. You know, what was it that, that drove you to some of those new franchises? Yeah, man, it's it's recommendations. It's it's word of mouth, really. I, I, I'm simple, man. I listen to my elders. You know, when Carlos <laughs> Grabs tells me to read a book, man, I'm like, all right, I'm going to check it out. No questions asked. No, I got to thank those guys, man, because uh, you guys put me on. Uh, saga and that like i've been mentioning on the pod that thing was just phenomenal that book so um forever grateful for reading that uh grabs been put me on philadelphia as well um all these recommendations man so um it's just basically yeah just word of mouth for me i i was kind of thinking more of a comic level so it's just word mm-hmm. of mouth um i mean if you're going movies it's it's we tim and i've mentioned the trailers man the trailers yeah. is what really will turn me towards something um uh, cult classics too. Sometimes it, you know, the word of mouth works for me on those. Sometimes it doesn't, just because sometimes it doesn't age as well. Um, so for some reason, like like Blade Runner, like totally worked for me. Absolutely loved Blade Runner. Got me to the franchise. Um, obviously loving twenty forty nine. And it's things that are different. It's things that are like outside of like a Spider Man or like a Dragon Ball that I really like gel towards because it's so out of my wheelhouse. Maybe that's why I'm really liking um, like Thor because it's nothing like I'm, I'm reading right now. You know what I mean? So it's a bit of uh, a mixed bag, really. It's yeah. just the, the book has to hit, obviously, and it has to be something that's kind of different, you know? So, but word of mouth, and man. It, I, Twitter gang, I'm always listening to you guys and checking yeah, out what you guys 100%. are recommending. And um, and it's cool, man, because I want to be reading all these different books if it was for you guys. 20XX as well. That's another one, too, that Grabs mentioned. I checked out. And uh, I, I tried. I tried to. It's a little too hard, you know, with uh, what's going on in the world right now. So... <laughs> That's that's trippy. So I had to put that book down, I think, after like issue four. But it was cool to just, you know, do something different. And it's not like some like character coming down the, you know, the ceiling in a red and blue suit. It's just it's just neat to do something different. So yeah. I'm I'm always up for these recommendations. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, Troy, you forgot the biggest one. It just has to not be for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if I recommend you something, just don't even bother watching it or reading it. Oh, man. But if, yeah, but if I, I say it's trash, you know, and then you'd be like, oh, this is a gold, man. No, this is man, the best TMT, thing ever. TMNT was, was awesome. You recommended that. And I remember reading 
the books in Hawaii. And I was just like, dude, Team NT 101, this yeah. is awesome. And it totally yeah. got me back in the franchise. And I'm, I, I, it's on my pull list. I read them all the time now. Um, so, yeah, definitely, man. And, you know, Green Lantern was, uh, was okay. Yeah, we made it through. <laughs> we won't get into the movie aspect, you know. No. If, if I make one out of ten in Troy, I think I'm batting like two hundred on like on my Troy recommendation That's list. Hilarious. So eventually, eventually, you know, I'll get back to even. I'll give it get a try. There. <laughs> and you know for me guys i fully agree with you top of my list was was recommendations and passion around a fan base and all that that really does get me into things but maybe i'll take it in a different direction and and that's a creative involved you know whether it's you know favreau on on and filoni and star wars or if it's following soul into all the different stuff that he has been doing right and hickman as well you know, I followed him from Fantastic Four to Avengers, and then I haven't quite gotten to the X Men stuff. But like your love and passion for that is going to be something that I I will follow into. And Hickman is a big draw for that for me. Um, Soul from his Star Wars work over to I jumped over to his Letter Forty Four stuff that he was doing, uh, which was his own series that he was putting on. It's still going on, I think. Maybe um, it was fantastic. I didn't stick on with it, but I literally jumped over there because of Charles Soul. And mm-hmm. so following a creative, and I think the same thing applies to, to film and all that, right? You're going to jump into a new franchise. You kind of question a little bit, oh, this person's involved in it now? Okay, I'm in. Yeah. You know what I mean? Definitely. Yeah. And so you look at something even like the Suicide Squad. Yes, we're immersed in DC, but you take that as a franchise on its own. Uh, a lot of people are going to follow into that because James Gunn is doing it, right? They're mm. following a creative gotcha. into something, into a new franchise. Um, and I think that that has a lot to do with it. You know, you you guys read and we all read a ton of stuff mm-hmm. you know tom king strange adventures that's something mm-hmm. that carl's likely followed into that in into him into that series and then he laid the recommendation on me and so you kind of a, a one-two punch with uh how i got into it really yeah yeah absolutely well and you got to stick with it because mitch gerard's was like so proud that i was able to hook you mm-hmm. into their book so he, he you can't make us look foolish now <laughs> no, I'm, and I'm there, man. I love it. It's it, it kind of does everything for me, man. It's a familiar hook. First issue was great, great creatives involved, and it came off the hot off a huge recommendation from you, and uh, and so it kind of like hit every little piece here for me. <laughs> so I'm gonna pick up the next question here. I'm gonna start with, and then we'll, we'll definitely roundtable this. But what were the last franchises that guided you into other passions that you love? Now, I'm going to twist this one a little bit into the collecting space and try to keep everyone on their heels. Now, I've been a a Star Wars and Marvel Legends six-inch collector since, like, 2014 and, yeah, well be, well before that. But recently, you know, this year, it's been a quite, a, quite an interesting year for me. And it's it's revisiting that, that NECA line, right? And Marvel and and Star Wars has been that, that scale for me for years and that love and passion I had for that collector scale really guided me into this new passion of collecting TMNT again. And it was those neck of figures that really kicked it off. And that, that, that love for TMNT is, has grown exponentially for me here and into three and three quarter inch. But it really snuck in there through kind of extrapolating this collector's line of, of action figures and and again Troy's passion for them and just seeing them and so it was really like that kind of Hasbro collecting what they were doing there and this collector focus that that drove me back into these franchises 
and you know TMNT being one of the big ones that kicked off the, this retro space that I'm finding myself in. But it was really through the NECA stuff, the work they were doing there, and and how it was an easy leap for me in that scale to go from Marvel Legends Black Series into this NECA line. And so that's really, to me at least, you know, an interesting spin on how franchises that I was so immersed in for years kind of guided me or at least made the, the barrier for entry into that scale into a different franchise very digestible for me. And now I've gone crazy. Like, you know, TMNT <laughs> led to the nostalgia, led to Ghostbusters, led to my whole focus changing. But that was really the leap that I, I took earlier this year that, that led me into that. Um, what, what about you, Carlos, man? What, what's kind of the last franchises that guided you into to another passion that, that you now love? Last franchises that guided me to another passion that I love. Well, the franchise is probably going to be the nerd room <laughs> and yes. you guys guiding me back to figures. So like I hadn't bought an action figure since like Batman Begins it was kind of like the last set of figures I, I did. And then I bought like the single Heath Ledger movie master or whatever it was action figure. And then I was like, yeah, I'm kind of out and I'm kind of done. But, uh, yeah, hooking up with you guys and just kind of having that spark lit again with, like, the action figure collecting and the Batman stuff. And I was like, I was cool to skip on all the Mattel stuff. But, yeah, I, I dipped my toe in the pond with the NECA DC figures and I was only going to get like the Batman Predator one because I had a lot of passion for that story when I was a kid. <laughs> but that expanded out into, I think that was the first one-on-one -on -one interaction I had with Darth Goody where he's like, yo, heads up, if you want the rest of them, here's like the pre-order links. So I bought the rest of them. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, like McFarlane getting that license took me to a whole new level. Like now I think I have, 85% of that line that he's <laughs> yeah, had to build a whole new shelf. <laughs> yeah, man, we had to revamp the back cave because, of, because of... yeah, that, that is kind of the, the, the pathway for me. I, I know it's kind of an abstract take on, on grabs question, but it's like, yeah, with me, Batman's forever. And, uh, he's, he's all roads lead to Batman, but, uh, yeah, the one road that led to you guys and then popped out the other end with freaking literally boxes of McFarlands all over this house, man. So. I'm really I'm really sorry, Mrs. Goddamn Batman. I'm sorry, Carlos's children, when you can't go to university because your university fund has been spent on figures. So um, I, know. I apologize for that. I'll sell all my gear at their house to pay for their university. <laughs> Just go to the school hard knocks yeah <laughs> Troy my dude man you've yeah. got you've got a lot of passions in there but you yeah. know what was what was something that kind of kind of sparked an interest for you and kind of guided you into one of these you know great passions that you hold right now um yeah it, it's tough man because I've always tried to get my focus the big the big three right Star Wars DC and Marvel but um it's the uh it's it's the Power Rangers man you know I I I closed that book a long time ago back in the 90s and like I was like whatever it's done it's cheesy it's wacky and I think I was in a chapters and I saw like the comic books of uh this new line uh boom that produces the comic books and I was just like blown away by the art and the idea of like 
everything you know about the Rangers we're kind of doing, but we're, we're just going to make it a lot better. And we're going to go in depth and we're going to make it modern. And it's just going to be cooler, honestly, than, than what we remember. And so when I read those books, I was like, hey, I'm on board. I like it. And then Hasbro got the line <laughs> to now create the figures. And at this point, I'm already deep with Hasbro because I know the Marvel Legends, how they work inside and out, and so with Star Wars. But then find out that the articulation leans a little more towards the Star Wars, but even in some ways better articulated. And I was blown away. I checked out a couple of videos on YouTube of how they moved, and I was like, wow. Like, I need that original, like, Mighty Morphin 90s, like, series figures for sure. Because I've seen them already with them. Um, I think it was uh, Bandai that created like the other line of figures mm-hmm. and EB games all over the place. And they never really did anything for me. But it's the Hasbro that came along and really just kind of revamped the uh, the franchise for me to the point where now I'm just I'm just missing one, just waiting for one to be shipped. Um, so that was kind of a change for me. And, and obviously the, the NECA TMNT, like I got the four turtles. I come down like they basically as soon as I come down the stairs are like the first thing that I see. <clears throat> and I just I love the way they look because I mentioned before, like as a kid, I had all the toys, but I never had the movie yeah. figures. And I always wanted the movie figures. And then now that NECA came along and just destroyed it, just made these things like masterpieces. And I, I missed the original release back when they came out in GameStop because they didn't. They, I think it took a year to come to Canada. So when EB like, came up and was like, yeah, we got them. I was like, I hunted hard for those guys and got them. And I, I love those figures, man. I love them. So that's that's probably the two franchises I would say right there. Yeah, I love it that it's it's action figure collecting and comic books that drove you yeah. into these franchises, right? Like yeah. these are like two passions you had, and it was seeing the comic book and the same yeah. with me. It's like seeing the figures that what they were doing, and you kind of had this like you know passion for this line for this scale, and it's like okay, yeah. let's let's get into <laughs> okay, geez, Power Rangers, NECA. Like I, I yes. love that man. That like we all kind of hold these passions and and these franchises that we hold so near and dear and that they've guided us into something else. Absolutely, man. Yeah. 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 What about, what about you, Sonny? Um, yeah, I don't know if this was the last one, but, um, for me it was collecting movies and Tim, you're not partly, but you're pretty much like hundred percent to blame for this. <laughs> it's so I was collecting movies and, uh, Blu-rays and whatnot. And you know, like you get like a Blu-ray, it's got like, it's got the case. If you're lucky, it may have a nice slip on it. Um, but I was looking for something a little bit more to like display more collectible value. And Tim was like, Hey, you should look into steel books for movies. And because of that, you know, I started getting one and then, um, I love the movies. I was like, I started like getting another one. And then before I know it, I ended up with over 200 steel books and counting. And it's just like, the thing is like, it's like it combines the two, right? It's like kind of like a collecting, um, but it's not like a collecting of like an action figure, right? Like I know like uh, Troy, you're saying like, oh, I got to get those figures from the TMNT movie line. But like for me, it's like, okay, well, you know, I don't have any room to display my figures, but if I were to get like a steel book of like the original TMNT movie, mm-hmm. then I could mm-hmm. display that. And like, cool. that would be like kind of my like, uh, my like display or like my collectible item. So like for me, it was like the love of movies and collecting. And I was like, well, I got to combine these two. And Tim, Tim was like, come, come here and get a steel book there. <laughs> well, now, now you're the man of steel books. <laughs> I'm, I'm Sonny, the man of steel books and I'm living in a house made of steel books now. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> looks great though. Looks great. For oh, yeah, thanks. So cool. <laughs> thanks. So cool. Now we're going to, we're going to double up this next one here. And I'll toss it right back to you, Sonny. 
What Let's franchises have you wanted to look into but just can't make the time for? And then what are some of those franchises that you've said, I'll get to that, but you really never plan on doing it? <laughs> yeah, man. Um, well, several. Um, Harry Potter. I'm always like trying to like get into that space. Um, but I just haven't been able to find the time to watch the films uh, or read the books. I guess they're books first. Um, but if we're being honest, watch the films. Um, Back to the Future is another one that I'm like dying to see. And I know they just released like the 4K okay. set. Wait, you haven't? I think we've had this discussion on the internet, but you haven't seen those movies? If I have, it was when I was a child, and I don't remember them anymore. You need to fix that immediately. And Carlos, (laughs) you need to fix number three. Maybe we should do – that's what we should do, our next retrospective, number three. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we got to watch number one first, don't I? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think it's hilarious how you're like, I'm going to watch this obscure 80s slasher movie. (laughs) But yet I haven't watched any of the Back to the Future movies. (laughs) I mean, has has anyone seen those films? They're kind of just like, you know, cult classics, right? Everyone has seen those films. They're like the biggest films (laughs) of the year of release. (laughs) I don't know. There's four of us and one of us hasn't seen it. So only 75% of people have seen those films, you could say. Our population sizes, our sample size isn't big enough to make that. <laughs> um, another well, franchise, Star Trek, man. Like the original Star Trek films. I've been trying to like get into those and I've seen the first two. But I just don't like have the time. I don't know. Like Grabs always like sends me like, like, hey man, like Philadelphia, check out this. And like, check out this. I'm like, man, Grabs, do you ever sleep? Like, like straight up, like, man, he, he, the amount of like reading this guy does is so impressive that I'm so freaking like jealous of him because he's like i read philadelphia i read this and he's like i just finished why the last man and he's like i read sega and i was like man i I need to like find the time but like yeah man that's another one is like star trek it's like um just haven't been able to find the time uh to watch those like i've seen the, the like the latest three of like the reboot and i think they're all really cool and i've seen the first two that came out and um i thought those were really cool as well but i just haven't been able to uh finish watching those franchises uh, what is a franchise? Do you say I'll look into that, but you know you never will. Probably it's a TV show. Like it could be any TV show. If you're like, hey, check out this TV show. It's really cool. It's really dope. The Mandalorian. Dope. Check- <laughs> the Mandalorian. WandaVision. Um, what's another one? Uh, you know, just name it, and I'll be like, okay, yeah, then that sounds cool. But I just can't. Like, I don't get as invested in TV shows because I just don't have the time. Where it's like, I'll check out like an episode or two, and then like three weeks will pass by and then I'll watch like another episode and I'll be like, wait, what happened in the first two episodes? Again? <laughs> so like, so when back. we review the Snyder cut six episode TV show, you're that's, not, that's not a TV watch show. It, it's an event. It's a hundred percent TV show. It's a four hour movie. It's like Lord of the Rings. No, you have to wait. You have to wait till they put it out as one continuous. Yeah. One continuous movie movie with a steel book. Yeah. <laughs> Don't talk cut. to me for like one week. And when they finally put it out as one continuous film, and yeah. I'll just watch it. Six years throughout. later, they put it out on physical media. <laughs> we put it out on one DVD disc, all six episodes for you, Sanjay. Double-sided. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just burn you a copy. <laughs> what, yeah. what, what about you, Troy, man? Like, what, yeah, are, what are some of the things that you'd like to make time for but can't can't really find that time? And what about something that you, you want to look into, you think you should, but realistically, you're not going to get there? Yeah. The the first one um, uh, recommended by Carlos, it's it's Donny Cates' Venom. Um, so I did read like the first 
volume and i was like man i really like this like i've been like pooing all over eddie brock's venom for the longest time i've always been more of like an agent venom flash and um carlos recommended me the run and i was like yo this is actually pretty cool and i'm like i think i even put volume two in my checkout on amazon and i just i never pulled the trigger and for the longest time i've always been like dude i need to like (laughs) actually spend a lot of time reading this book because it's it's pretty cool work what's going on there um another one is is to just like continue reading Philadelphia. Um, I really enjoyed the first like three or four issues that I read. And for whatever reason, I've just, I just, I read so many other books that I just have had a hard time to keep up with it. So, um, Philadelphia is one for sure. Venom, Superman, Superman's another one, man. I really liked, um, the original first early runs of rebirth of Superman when he was, um, when he had a wife and he had a kid. Um, I can't remember which one was it. Who did that one? It was Dan Jurgens and Tomas who was writing it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I really enjoyed it, and then it just got a little wacky when the whole other Superman and him combined it and made the original. I don't know. It got a little weird. But apart from that, though, I really like that book, and I just want to get back into Superman. Whether it's a new uh, writer, I think after Bendis, maybe that'll be my time. January, man. Tom Taylor. I, I think. That oh yeah, that's it is Tom happening. Taylor. Oh, my oh God. I don't know for sure. I'm oh. just like. Say a little oh, prayer that, uh, that he takes my, that book. Tom Taylor is on that <laughs> book because yeah. that's that, that's like my favorite guy right now. Um, after yeah, deceased, I, I praise that book. Shoot, yeah. So Superman's somebody that I'd love to you know give a little more attention to. Um, what was the other question? The other question was something that that you you say you say I'll look into, but you never make any effort to do it, or you never know, you never will. You know. You oh will. right. <laughs> Ha, Shazam. No. Um... <laughs> Anything recommended by Sanjay? I'm like, hey, Troy, you should really check I'll this out. That. He's like, oh, that's I'll a look, great idea. No I'll definitely check it out. <laughs> no, yeah. you know what? Um, I guess this is, this is – I'll use a video game. Um, Man, I feel bad about this one. Uh, It's God of War. Uh, Dalton, I'm sorry, man. God of War on the PlayStation 4, which everybody loves. Everybody loves this game, and I, I totally get it. But, again, it's something that I've tried really hard to play, and I'm just like – I can't get into this to to the gameplay, into the story. I feel like it's something that I was late on playing. If I played it right when it came out back in I think 2019, I would have enjoyed it more, I think it was. But anyways, I've just been so late. I've played so many other different games that I've been having a hard time playing. And that's one of my like I think one of like my goals for 2020. Right. And I, I called out Dawn. I said, man, like I'm gonna beat this game. And I think I've beaten one realm, and I'm like, I deleted it off my my PlayStation. <laughs> like, I could always download it again, but I've deleted it off my PlayStation, and I'm just and I and I've played every God of War game. I've beaten every single one, and this one just doesn't do it for me, man. I want the old school God of War combat coming back, and maybe then Don and I can talk. I don't know, man. It blows my mind, man, because you play like these massive games yeah. and you get through them so fast, and that one, like, <laughs> I don't. I think it only took me like a weekend to Not that get bad, through. Then shoot no no it's pretty like it's pretty short yeah um that's hilarious <laughs> <laughs> yeah because you've blown my mind well. a few times with how fast you've got through games yeah yeah <laughs> and so yeah that 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 one you haven't been through it's yeah, yeah. it's crazy it's tough man it's i guess you're just not much of a gamer troy i mean carlos pick up the question man run with it okay so what was the first part? Like franchises that you wanted to I look into to, and I need to get to. Can't make time. Eric just can't seem to make the time for. Yeah, man. Uh, you know what? It's like all that Hickman 
Fantastic Four, Jason Aaron, Avengers, that era of Marvel Comics. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, just my reading time was really limited back then. And it was just the spiders was kind of it for me. And it's like Hulk was lame back then. Like Daredevil's book was terrible. So like my Marvel reading was really limited. And um, yeah, I keep meaning to go read it. And it's like available so readily on digital. But it's like it's like that meme of like the <laughs> your stack of comic books that are waiting to be read and your stack of new comics that are just fresh right in front of you, right? Like it's just I need to read that stuff because everything I've heard is that it's phenomenal, but I just, yeah, I've never got to it. I think I read like the first couple issues of Hickman's fantastic four Mm -hmm. with like the quorum of Reed Richards. Oh yeah. All the different, yeah, man, all the different reads. Yeah. But it was like, got, it was like a bit much, but like at the same time, like I see the payoff because like the ultimate Reed Richards is like the maker yeah. He's one of the main mm-hmm. bad guys in Venom. So, oh, is he in Venom now? No way. Yeah, yeah. He been, the, like the ultimate prominent. run with all with him is awesome too. Yeah, like what they did to to when they revamped that line and he was the villain. It was the awesome. bad guy of the yeah. Ultimate Universe. Yeah, yeah. So really cool. yeah, that that probably be my big blind spot is like that block of like Marvel comics for that period of time kind of thing is. Just yeah, I don't know what for whatever reason. Well, I just reading like lots of other stuff kind of at the time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and then things that I, I just keep trying and never quite get through. Man, Death Note. And Chris, I gotta apologize, brother, because like you guys bang on about this and like like in low key Dragon Ball, but like Dragon Ball, it's like it kind of seemed like the solution for everything and like that segment of animes was just oh just try harder and bear down now i was like <laughs> are these guys all constipated and like what's what's the deal where it's just like try harder you gotta overtrain, baby you gotta overtrain. Yeah, bear down oh, bear down and it's just like no this is dumb but then like death note um because like he had banged on about it and a couple other folks and um like a close friend of mine was like dude i know you're not an anime guy but you got to watch this it's really engaging it's it, it's super good and like I did give it an honest try on Netflix. Like I think I made it to like the 10th or 11th episode, but like, man, it was, it was feeling like work to (laughs) to get through. I was just like, Oh, my work day is done. Got to throw on some death notes. So yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'll, I'll take a run at it again. Like it was, I think, early days of the pandemic when I really took a run at this thing, and it just, it just wasn't happening. So, uh, <laughs> well, you made the valiant effort, though, by the sounds of it. At the <laughs> yeah, like I said at the top of this question, like I do try, I do yeah. try. <laughs> yeah. Well, and 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 like with me at least for for these two questions, the first one, you guys did not stop talking about Saga, and. <laughs> I, I got to get into this, but I can't, I can't find the time. Like, it's funny. You say you have this big stack of comics. I'm looking at a humongous stack of comics and, but I'm thinking to myself, I need to get, I need to get into saga. Cause I, I've literally heard nothing but good things. And, but it seems like such a giant commitment to get through it all and embrace this new universe, new franchise. I will get to it, but it may take a nerdier resolution to, to get me through that. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh and then for for something that 
I say I'll look into, but I can tell you honestly, guys, I'm never going to do it. <laughs> Game of Thrones. <laughs> it's just not going to happen. Like, as much as the praise is heaped on it, and I got through, like, the first two seasons or whatever, but there's no part of me that has any desire to, to go back. Like, as much as, like, everyone says, it's great, it's this, that, the other thing, it's, you know, groundbreaking series, and it's just never going to happen, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, Try. I know you love the franchise. Yeah, yeah man. But uh, this is like Sanjay with his horror movies. It's like <laughs> I got no time to watch three Back to the Future movies. But let me tell you about the seventy-five slasher films from nineteen eighty-two. <laughs> and then Tim's like, I can't get into Game of Thrones. <laughs> but these DVD special features on Disney Plus, <laughs> I'll pay you double. I'm into I'll it. I'll pay you double. <laughs> it's funny what you make time for right yeah, yeah, like yeah. and i think this question speaks volumes to the uh you know as a nerd i will commit to saying i'm gonna get into this but i'm like if i wanted to get into it i'd make the time for it yeah but i'll perpetually say oh, i should probably like people have talked to me about oh yeah i should probably get back into that but in the back of my head i'm thinking like there's no there's no effing way i'm committing the time to going back and watching all this stuff <laughs> There's a so, lot of seasons, right? A lot of episodes. It's not just like a quick like, thing. But the, to that point, too, here I am, you know, halfway through season six of The Office again. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so, and, yeah, you know, the pandemic rewatch of The Office. And I, I don't know. <laughs> but uh, let, let's let's cap this thing off <laughs> um, with, with the last question here. And we're just going to open forum this one. But uh, do you have have you ever purposely avoided a certain aspect of nerdum due to a rabbit hole? You know, we've all found ourselves in them this year. You know, action figures, comic books, whatever. But have you ever actively avoided something because you just don't want to get into it? The answer for me is no. Um, I've never found myself veering away because it's uh, it's too daunting, or I could end up obsessed or even psychopathic with it. You know, it's, uh, I knew where I was going with this retro stuff, maybe a little bit, but I, I'm down that rabbit hole and I find sometimes the rabbit hole is, is fun. You know what I mean? Like it's new, it's different. It's, uh, you find yourself in weird places sometimes, you know, meeting up with guys on Kijiji, you know, every single weekend. And, uh, that's the rabbit hole I'm in, but I've never, I don't think I've ever actively avoided anything. Have you guys ever veered away from a fandom or a franchise because you're afraid of what it could do to your to your mindset? I don't know. What do you guys uh, think of that one? I've kind of like lately, but I'm going to try to get back into it, have, have not been playing video games just because I didn't really like have the time. And I was like so out of it for so long that I just like felt like the medium had passed me by. Um, but with the release of PlayStation 5 and something that I'm actually like, actively trying to get, I'm going to like jump back into it. But for yes. a stretch there, I like actively like avoided playing games because like, I was like, well, I'm not going to like, you know, I don't have a PlayStation 4, I have PlayStation 3, so I can't even get like the latest games. So I'm not even going to like follow that space because it, I'll just be like a little bit like envious, you know? So that's kind of like the thing I can think of is that I've kind of avoided but you know, I'm as I say that I am trying to like slowly wean myself back onto it, and uh, I don't know if that was the right word, wean yourself back on. I think you're supposed to wean off, but you know what I mean, like trying to like slowly get back in, into it. So uh, uh, besides that, no man, I don't think there's anything that I've like actively avoided. Um, 
about it's you all guys? about embracing the nerddom. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> yeah man. Like, if if you actively like like as a kid, I actively avoided Lord of the Rings because I was like, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't think that'll be any good at all. Like, this doesn't interest me. I don't watch fantasy epics. And then I like sat down and like it was on like in the background one day when I was like doing homework or something. I was like, what the hell is this movie? This is awesome. And then I was just like. My brother was like, oh, it's Lord of the Rings. And I was like, oh, really? And I sat down and watched like all three of that, that weekend. So um, <laughs> it just goes to show like don't like avoid something because like, you know, you, you might actually enjoy it. So that's my little fable for you. <laughs> Brilliant. What about you, Carlos, man? Any thoughts on this one? <clears throat> oh, for me, like the thing that I'm actively avoiding is like the collecting aspect of transformers be it retro <laughs> or even the newer stuff because it's just that is like a man hole. <laughs> yeah it is such a rabbit hole it can be super expensive and the other part of it too is it's just like hyper competitive hmm. it's like when i go on the hunt like i'm always kind of looking at like the marvel legend stuff and the black series stuff and the dc stuff obviously because we keep an eye out for each other but the one thing that is consistently always got some dude our age, like just turning over heaven and earth to get into is Transformers. Like it's <laughs> it's insane. And it's just like, I don't even want to mess with that because it's like the kids are shopping it and the adults are shopping it and everybody's willing to slice your throat to get <laughs> that figure. Some so it's fun. Like, yeah, I'm not messing with that at all because it's like i do love those characters a lot um and i could get messy with it but it's like no i dipped my toe a little bit got out and i'm gonna stay out um because it's it's just too much it's it's too expensive and way too competitive that's a good one well craven man you know can you bring any context like is there any is there anything that you veered away from because it's just too much on a figure line or or any thoughts on this yeah yeah well definitely for me i i kind of go where carlos goes with the collecting aspect and it's um transformers has now become one of them because with that reveal of the beasties the beast wars i'm like you know when i'm hunting these days i look in the transformers aisle just to see that could cheetor pop up and i'm like I don't want to grab it, but if I see it, I don't know what I'm going to do. So I'm trying my hardest to stay away from that line. Um, another one is Lego. Uh, I grew up on Lego. Like Lego as a kid was a huge part of me. And, um, you know, I, I like I've mentioned before, you know, you listen to the Tumbling Saber podcast. Mm. Carlos over there, man, when he talks Lego, man, it's like music. Well, he, he sings anyways, but it's like music to my ears, right? So when I hear this guy talk about Lego, I'm like, man, I want to go back down. I know that's a dangerous path for me if I went down the Lego yeah. road. I like to build things anyways in general. So if I had Lego in front of me, it would just – it would – yeah, I don't know. I do. Um, and another quick one is it's probably like the, the nostalgic thing. So the things that I had as a kid, I <laughs> try and really hard to stay away from or else, you know, having like – some income now as an adult, I would just buy it all up. And I just, I can't do that with everything else that I have going on right now. (laughs) 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 You know? So like, like when we did like the Batman forever stuff, I'm like, man, I right away, I went on eBay looking at all this stuff and I'm like, Whoa, like I loved this line and I owned it. So I've tried to like stay away from it. Um, The Ghostbusters things, I bought them, but I'm like, I can, I can stay away from it. Cause I got my four, I got some odd like retro Spider-Man stuff, but I can stay away from it. But I know, man, I'm on that verge. I'm like, just like, I'm right there. Like if I if I if I buy one retro thing, I'll go all in. And I'll I be it's... like Tim. 
<laughs> but but the, the the one thing though I can kind of compromise is the the retro Star Wars because mm-hmm. I never grew up in that era of the Star Wars toys like that. So that's those are the one things I can kind of like buy now, keep them on card, and and walk ah, away. Yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah, man, a Batman Forever or or like the Lego stuff, it's just oh that'd eat me up, man. Yeah, and I guess it it really comes down to I guess the avoidance of it isn't because you don't have a love for it, but because you'd have to compromise elsewhere. Exactly. You know, like yeah. Lego, you'd have to compromise a good chunk of your collection because yeah. of the expense of it too, right? And just and storage. Storage like, and, yeah. and transform. Like I find it difficult. Like I'm probably close to my limit on Legos, right? Like there's a few more I want to get. I'm being a bit more picky and choosy about it because I don't have anywhere to put them. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, well, that's where beauty. I'm at, man. The yeah. Batmobile it's sold out everywhere, but I always see it when I go out. And I'm yeah, like, of course you do. Why are you following me? But I just can't. <laughs> oh, yeah, and thank thank you by the way. The <laughs> chucking me the Ecto One Lego <laughs> the other day, and I just said to Carlos, "I have to buy this," and he just said, "That is a true statement." <laughs> 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 all right guys you know this is a fantastic discussion went a little long but it's always great to dive a little bit deeper into the psyche of a collector of the reader of the the you know the franchise lovers that we are and and how we treat these and how we actually construct our own nerddom around you know the ins and outs of the franchises the the collecting the film whatever this has been a really great discussion on that and grabs we really appreciate you chucking this question our way yeah. And then give us something different to chew on. You know, that's one thing that we like to do here in the nerd room is we like to keep things different, like to keep things honest. And uh, even the past couple episodes, guys, we've been throwing at you a lot of different stuff and, and keeping it interesting, keeping you and us on our toes. And we're going to continue to do that, guys, into the coming weeks. This is episode 245. We've got five more episodes, guys, until 250. Big 250, big milestone for us. And that's going to get us towards the end of the year. Where we're going to be wrapping up with The Mandalorian and then jumping into our look back and then our projection into 2021. Some very exciting stuff coming up here, guys. And I cannot wait to continue to talk nerd with you guys and just getting all over the place in the nerd room as we continue to embrace that beyond more and more very exciting stuff guys and it's been a great episode it's it's we've had a blast and guys we really appreciate all of the great sentiment for the v for vendetta episode from last week we got some really great feedback and you guys seem to really enjoy and we're going to be continuing with those retrospective looks and our retro reviews of films through into 2021 of course and like we promised the next retro review is going to be in your guys hands and so we're going to put that poll up or put that call out very soon to you guys to pick the four movies that then you guys will vote on for us to review so it should be really interesting what sort of uh if you want to reward us or if you want to punish us (laughs) (laughs) please reward us (laughs) yes (laughs) i don't know i mean super mario brothers almost got picked so it it did yeah (laughs) so guys troy and i've got a this is us episode to get to and so i'm gonna wrap it up here very quick so if you can find everything that we do over at the nerdroom.net if you want to be a bigger part of this show, you can always email us at nerdrhyme at gmail.com. You can find everything on the hunt over on Instagram at the nerdrm. And last but not least, I get a big shout out to our man Rob Wade for endorsing this podcast over mostly14.com. Head over there and check out everything that he is doing. So with all that being said, and about 30 seconds to get to the TV for the nerd room, I'm Tim. I'm Troy. I'm Batman. 
And uh, I'm stalling so Tim and Troy miss this is us. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll talk to you next week. And thank you very much for entering the Nerd Room. This has been a Nerd Room Podcast production. You can find our hosts, Tim, Troy, Sanjay, and Carlos on Twitter at TheNerdRM, TroyTheBoy87, Sanjabi, and CDN Caped Crusade R. For more content from the Nerd Room, check out TheNerdRoom.net. And don't forget to subscribe to The Nerd Room on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, or wherever you plug in. Use the hashtag WeTheNerd to keep up with the latest from The Nerd Room on Instagram and Twitter.